We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not right now. No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free stay. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho, and we are in the second week of Rom-Com Month here on Big Screen Sports. We are talking a classic voted on by our Patreon group, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Caroline Darney is back. Alex McDaniel is back. The great Haley O'Shaughnessy returns to the show after a while. Uh, great fun episode, this movie. Lot to, uh, lot to unpack here with how to lose a guy in 10 days uh before we get into it i want to shout out new patron shout out carl big thanks to carl for supporting the patreon i also want to shout out our big screen sports producer level big chill patrons that is aaron figueroa mike schubert steve rogers kevin frost mike d ryan yeager mike Dries, chris mikoski john craig sam smith zachary jason alba steven deboe classic stadium fire dan mcfall and kevin inkelman Big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting this show. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash bigscreensports or click the link in the show notes. You get to vote on movies for this show to cover. Like this one, like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, voted on by our Patreon group. Get at least two polls every month. You also get some other stuff, some schedule updates, some ad-free episodes. Uh, we got stickers, all, all the fun stuff. So, uh, And if you want to support the show for free, just go tell a friend. Uh, with that, let's talk to Alex, Caroline, Haley, Let's talk how to lose a guy in 10 days. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Andy Anderson. And Benjamin Barry. Cute. Thank you. I meant your name. Thank you two times. Unattached? Currently. Likewise. Surprising. Psycho? Rarely. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Perhaps. Hungry? Starving. Leaving. Now? Mm-hmm. All right, returning to big screen okay. sports. Okay. It is my co-host Caroline Darney and Alex McDaniel, and then making a, a triumphant return to the show after after a little bit. It is the great Haley O'Shaughnessy. How are you, everybody? My third time. I'm really excited. Honored and excited. <laughs> we're uh, we're moving off soccer and into rom coms with you. The natural mm-hmm. transition. 
or I guess into basketball. This is a basketball movie. That is actually a very natural transition. Was it She's the Man that you guys said you did last time? We was did it the last she's, one? We did. We've it's done good. She's the Man and Bennett Like Beckham. Oh, Don, that's those are. Yeah. I, when Classic. I went to Paramount Plus to put on today's movie, I saw She's the Man and I almost got sidetracked. <laughs> Kyle knows how quickly <laughs> I can get sidetracked. Oh, yeah. And end up watching three other things. <laughs> Anytime we do something that has a sequel, I inevitably will get a text from Caroline like, yeah, so I'm watching Die Hard 2 and this is what's going on. <laughs> I watched like six Scream, mov- scream movies. Oh, that, yeah. That <laughs> I was just your, kept going. That was your I watched movie. all the Mighty Ducks in one sitting, basically. Yeah. yeah. That and was more I for get on the Jackson, pot. though. Yeah, that's true. He was my first and longest lasting crush. I love him. <laughs> Before we get into it, Alex, Caroline, what's going on at For the Win and Bet For the Win? Content. By the, time, <laughs> by the time you hear this, the Super Bowl will be over. The team won. They did great. Congrats We're so the proud team. of them. Go I team. won the Super Bowl. So many people had thoughts. Yeah. Uh, we do have some Grammy thoughts. If you were interested in the Grammys that happened last night, there's some Grammys content up there. We'll have a little Bachelor content coming soon, too. Oh. Yeah, courtesy of Caroline. All sorts of do all sorts of stuff. I have a pause in the background. So when we finish here tonight, I got to jump back in, get back on it. <laughs> priorities back on that grind you haven't given up on the bachelor <sighs> emotionally or physically <laughs> mix of both uh well actually so before i watched the 30 minutes before we started tonight and they finally in season like i think they're on 172 or something um there's a date i would have liked to have gone on and they did literally like night in a museum in a one-on-one oh, and so they got to, like, yes finally i was like i mean he's kind of a drag but I still would have gotten to walk around a muse like a natural history museum at night. That's super cool. And there was no like awkward one-on-one concert, which is my like that would be, I think, worst case scenario for me on Bachelor. If I was supposed to act like a human as a band serenades two of us, I don't think I would handle it well. So Um Speaking of rom coms, that happened in a Okay, I can't remember, but it was John Legend comes to play personally for someone in a rom-com. And I just remember thinking this is so, I'd be so uncomfortable just watching this person before. Do we know what that is? Do you guys I know don't know. I can't remember. It's... Well, the thing with The Bachelor too, it's ne- it's rarely someone you've like, it's like Bob Legend. It's like random band <laughs> that you've never heard of. It's <laughs> just like, and, and then they have to do the talking headshot after. And it's like, oh man, I can't, it was so surreal. I can't believe that Bob Legend was there playing. And it's like, they gave him this talk track of this is what the yeah. band is. And like it's just it's one of my least favorite dates is when they play music alone which is the weirdest vibe because it has to be weird not just for the people hearing the music but also like is it weird for the band it has to be like they're like oh god they're making out like where do you like where do you look when they're making out type thing or if they're like what if they have like really bad chemistry i don't know just the whole situation the whole premise of this show isn't it just like do uncomfortable things to get exposure and attention on tv yeah essentially but like my (laughs) my thing is like look it's really easy to fall in love if someone's like i'm gonna take you to a museum and like set up this really nice dinner for you and it's just the two of you and you wear fancy dresses and it's all so fun like make them go to like an applebee's on like a wednesday or, or like make them go to like a crab shack like in this movie. <laughs> true i was gonna say or make them put together ikea furniture like if you really want to find out if you're in love like falling in love with someone do a task that will get you at each other's throats real quick and see how you manage <laughs> the, the watch a movie like just have them watch a movie together are you a talker 
is he a not talker? You know, there's so many other things that determine yeah. compatibility better. Yeah. Than solo dancing in front of him. Make him pick a movie. Like here, you have Netflix. <laughs> you guys have to decide on something and you have to do it in a 15 minute window. You've got a counter. It's like a. <laughs> I love that. Yes. We should we... make a budget bachelorette where like we can't afford to send them on dates. So <laughs> <laughs> they have to do this practical all... stuff. It's and also Costco there's no house. Cards to restaurants that are like kind of local. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of the like Olive Garden family restaurants. So if you don't have yeah. Olive Garden, you can go to Red Lobster. Okay, but Caroline, if someone took you to PF Chang's, you would absolutely fall in love. Oh, with I them. got immediately. So yeah. <laughs> Just oh man want to so be good. transparent on the podcast yes. yeah. <laughs> this might be the first productive productive idea that we've ever had on the show <laughs> incredible. Also true. incredible well i am so happy that the three of y'all are joining me because it, this is really like the perfect roster for this movie you three are very talented journalists and I work in, in marketing and advertising. So we just we have covered all the bases uh, because because today for the second edition of Rom-Com Month, we are talking about how to lose a guy in 10 days. The 2003 Rom-Com conveniently celebrating its 20 year anniversary. And last week it did Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which was celebrating its 15th year anniversary. So we're like, we're killing it by accident. Uh, <laughs> Benjamin Barry is an advertising executive and ladies man who to win a big campaign bets that he can make a woman fall in love with him in 10 days so the IMDB summary doesn't factor in Kate Hudson's character at all into this which is just <laughs> I'm the, surprised yeah, the IMDB summaries are I mean they're never good but this is a particularly bad one it starred Matthew McConaughey Kate Hudson and Catherine Hahn. I was trying to pick a third person to list because it's really like your two and then who are you going with and like I guess Catherine Hahn is your I guess now the third biggest uh, was directed by Donald Petrie is based on a 1998 book, how to lose a guy in 10 days, the universal don'ts of dating got a 42% on rotten tomatoes, but it made $177 million worldwide. I'm sorry. Did you say 42%? I said 42% on rotten tomatoes. This movie was, was not well received. Strangely enough. I've never met somebody who doesn't like this movie. This movie is delightful. And I will, I will say I told, I think I've, I, Caroline, I know I told you this, Alex, I think I told you this. I had only seen clips of this movie. I'd never actually watched it all the way through. We watched it. We watched it on Friday night. I didn't take any notes. And we watched it again on Sunday night and I took notes. I really, really enjoyed this movie. Like, I think this <laughs> yeah. was a delightful rom-com. This is the one that they, they certainly don't make in theaters anymore. Like they, this is a Netflix movie 20 years later, but like this is, I, I think I included this on the run sheet that I sent to everyone, but I typed it on mine. So we're going to talk about it. Is this the best rom-com of the two thousands? For me? Yes. Because I'm a big, whenever anyone asks my favorite rom-com, I'm very into them. I have the split, the generational split on this end of it. It's you've got mail for me on this end of it. It's 13 going on 30. It is fabulous. The chemistry is off the charts. Um, it's cute. And it's just the right amount of unrealistic. I like that. I like that. Alex. That. That's yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I think it's funny. It's always funny to look back on something 20 years later, right? Which is like a, a feeling I'm becoming more and more acquainted with the older I get and I hate it. <laughs> but like, because I remember a, you know, 16 year old version of myself who thought this movie was flawless. It, I'm not going to say it made me want to go into journalism because I have many thoughts about the journalism <laughs> of this movie, but it was this idea it was another thing of like the fancy like woman who works for the magazine in new york and you know when you're a kid growing up in arkansas 
where we didn't even have a stoplight in our town. That's the most fantastic thing you've ever seen. So to me, like, I remember that version of me loving it and that's what holds up. And I hate thinking about it now. I just have to pretend I'm 17 because you look at it now, you've got all these ethical issues and all sorts of stuff. So I will say yes. 16 year old Alex is here to say best rom-com of the 2000s. What a, so we just saying two, like, this is definitely up there. I think personal preference, and I've talked about this one before, is 27 Dresses. I had, like, I have a huge affinity for 27 Dresses, and right. it's just one of those that I watched that, like, if it wasn't on a DVD, I would have worn that tape out type thing. Like, James Marsden finally gets the girl. Like, it just is so sweet and so his humor that's the thing for me is like this is why i love paul rudd it's the delivery it's the timing it's a you know good looking but not necessarily the like well both of them are actually extremely good looking so i'm not it's not even a true statement either but um but yeah i but this one is so like instrumental i think in a lot of especially like the time frame that i think the three of us ladies are in our development and like what we watched and like know as the rom-coms that we go to i think there's both this one and our other uh 10 things i hate about you would also probably be in that t- in that perhaps i mean that i don't even 99, know 99 like, i think so i think i think just... that was 99 yeah th- this that one is, is in... older than this oh yeah oh yeah hold on i need a second <laughs> <laughs> what so yeah i guess then that kind of tracks with my timeline i think i think it actually like 10 things i hate about you into how to lose a guy in 10 days into 2008's 27 dresses are some of the like big and i agree the t- the generational split when we talk about you've got mail or sleepless in seattle the ones i did like we i didn't see like when i was that i watched later when i was in my teens um not as something that just released, but something that you would catch on TV or rent from the movie store. Want to remember those? <laughs> blockbuster. <laughs> the movie blockbuster. store. <laughs> the movie store. Well, in this one, like they don't make, kind of like I said, they don't make theatrical releases like this over the past 10 years. Like the, one of the few, we had the the George Clooney, Julia Roberts movie, Ticket to Paradise last year, which was kind of like similar similar vein, except it's two mega stars and they're the only ones who can get a movie like that made. Like now this is, set it up a movie we all like um or it's like uh kind of a more offbeat rom-com like a like a palm springs or something which is like heavy comedy different concept like this is just your classic you know directly inspired from your your nancy myers movies or things like that like directly in that lineage and we don't have that and like this is i mean it's obviously it's very very fresh for me but i thought this was is like a perfect rom-com and what you want out of a rom-com and I, that's that's all I can say for it. The only other thing I wanted to talk about, I, I assume that this is everyone's favorite McConaughey rom-com because this is like, this is the pre-McConaissance. This is when he is making he is making millions on movies like this. There is there's Made in Manhattan. There's uh, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, which is a movie that your boy loves. Love that. Movie. <laughs> it's a a Christmas Carol, but it's a rom-com. It's great. Uh, Fool's Gold, where he reunites with Kate Hudson. Sahara, which isn't really a rom-com, but it's also a movie that Carolina can't believe we've never talked about before. Uh, I don't know if I've seen Sahara. Sahara fucking rules. Sahara's kind of like National <laughs> Treasure, but with more explosions. Like, we let's table that. We we need to talk about Sahara at some point. And then Failure to Launch. Like, where is this Is this easily the, the top McConaughey rom-com, or is there some competition on any of those? Do I want to make a quick oh. clarification? Did you say Made in Manhattan instead of Wedding Planner? 
I yeah, was gonna say yeah, I, wedding planner. Who's made Manhattan? Yeah, made Manhattan's Ralph Fiennes and J Lo. Oh, <laughs> I knew what you meant though. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, wait, did did he have a part in this that I'm not remembering? Yeah, and I just yeah, wedding planner. Oh, wedding. Planner. That's so funny that it's Ralph Fiennes. No. I totally wiped that from my memory. <laughs> yeah, Voldemort. That is, so, is that the? That's got to be the only rom com he's ever done, right? <laughs> I've got to think so. If, yeah, I, I mean, think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I would say for me, this is the best McConaughey one. Fool's Gold is really only an extension of the sexual chemistry that I enjoy. Um, not because it's a good movie, but because it is like a carryover and I wanted more of it. And like, we don't even know for sure if they fuck in, uh, how to lose a guy in 10 days. So, and if they do the first time is is a questionable questionable location oh i've got <laughs> your parents yes. bathroom yes thank you that right after he be. makes it he makes a shit joke like right after so what does he, he say? says something i literally, about literally the, just watched says, it says something about she says something about the smell or something says something about she the said smell. she loves everything about the house like the people the smells and he goes well that's just uncle arthur right? uncle arthur <laughs> uh, while she's sitting on the toilet and it's just yeah. like Feels like home to me. <laughs> yeah, great thing. Oh, God. <laughs> Related to that, I took a screenshot of this thing that Vice did about this movie, and I just, you brought up the bathroom, and I just love the sentence. Um, one might lean on those investigative skills, talking about like how social media would totally obliterate this movie; it wouldn't work anymore. One might lean on those investigative skills to dig into a crush's Instagram history, but Andy lying about her journalistic intentions then getting her back blown out in the shower as Ben's family <laughs> plays their favorite card game on the patio is a major HR violation. <laughs> so I'm choosing to believe that Andy was getting her back <laughs> right. in the name of journalism. Uh. Yeah, I think we would all like to believe that. I also, well, I guess we'll talk about this later. Sorry, but I just... If this happened today, like social media is, of course, a big fat, like it wouldn't happen because of social media. But the other thing is like she would get canceled yeah. on Twitter. Oh, yeah. People would be like, this is such an unethical thing to do. You're using this person. And I don't know that they'd be wrong, but that I am totally taking that out of my head because it's fictional. And I know I yeah. this movie. I, I think she would also catch catch more grief than him. And I think he's just. Just as deserving, but yeah, we'll unpack that. Can everyone agree unanimously this is a Hall of Fame rom com? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, yes. I didn't think we'd have trouble. So, <laughs> bench warmer, just like really get into it. <laughs> the IMDb trivia category. Before I started, this isn't actually a super rich text in IMDb. Alex, what do you have? <laughs> and this is for one of my favorite movies. I know kind of very little about it, but in terms of like, I don't have any big like fun facts however do you notice in the beginning with the montage of all the headlines which i have a whole thing about like magazine design and how it's used in movies it's just atrocious how they misspell the word lose in like the first cover line it says loose your belly and no. the word lose is in the title of the movie the word lose <laughs> is in the title of the movie and one of the first cover lines you see on that composure montage misspelled and they never fixed it wow it's like done by a you know twitter replier yeah, well, um, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose that game. <laughs> and so the only the are gonna lose. I saved the one fun fact that I found. I didn't know this because this was in a Vanity Fair article that just came out a few days ago. Because the movie came out in February, so it's like the official. This is a straight up quote from Matthew McConaughey about this movie. I remember considering whether I was going to do it or not one night while on a walk down Sunset Boulevard when suddenly this man comes up out of nowhere to me. 
he was a fortune teller and goes, can I tell you your fortune real quick? I was like, yeah, man, sure. He immediately goes, there's a movie you're considering right now. It's a romantic comedy. You have to do this or it will be one of the biggest regrets of your life. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be an incredible experience and it's going to make a bunch of money. I remember thinking, did the studio hire this guy? I laughed at the thought, but I also remember taking a more serious consideration. I think I accepted the offer the next day. So oh a God. random guy on Sunset Boulevard changed cinematic history. <laughs> Is Matthew McConaughey a liar? So, oh boy. I mean, like, do we know if he's? I bet he believes that, that. I bet he truly believes that happened. I bet he can talk himself into believing that anything happened. Yes. Yeah, I do. Too. Yeah. yeah, like a little. He's not full blown. Uh, what's his name? George. Oh, yeah. George Santos. <laughs> Oh, man. Santos. Soros. <laughs> but he's like a little bit. Uh, I can't remember the other one. Was it Brian Williams? The newscaster was like, I was oh, there. Yes. But I forget what he was there for. Like maybe 9-11 or some or something else. I don't know. Something very, very fact checkable. <laughs> um, but I guess I'll give him the benefit of Matthew. And I think we have to take into account, too, that Alex read it in a, in a fast clip. And if Matthew McConaughey was telling you that story, like on a fresh junket, that would have taken him like at least six minutes to get through. So I think when he started that sentence, he didn't remember where the rest of it went. And he just kind of like exactly. Michael Scotted his way through it. Like, you know, well, my thing, too, is like just the massive, especially the emphasis on press junkets that we had back then in 2003 when it was just a huge thing. Uh, not that it's not now, but it was much bigger back then before a lot of things I, I don't see how he doesn't unearth that story because he's getting a million questions what made you decide to take the role you know I don't know how with his personality especially he doesn't kind of tell that story in any other publication he saved it for Vanity Fair in 2023 well and I think Sorry. since then like he's always been he's always been kind of that dude but since we literally gave him the reconnaissance like put that on him he is <laughs> He has started feeling like his Oscar speech is still I can't tell if it's the worst thing ever or the best thing ever. Like it is still the most this guy feels himself more than any like he has just spent the last 10 years shooting from half court with everything he says. He's like, hey, it's going in, brother. It's true. It works for me. I, he's one of those people where I don't want to know too much about him because I have a feeling that I'm not going to like what I yeah. find. Um, and as of right now, there's just something about him. I'm like, I'm very drawn to him. Always have been, always will be. Yeah. He's a he's a delight. I mean, it's just, it's hard. Again, it's like, I can always tell how homesick I am by how much I love McConaughey in a certain moment. And I'm just, I'm with it right now. Like I would... I need a man from Texas who, whose family was in the Navy to be in DC and make my life easier. Easy, the easy. only other piece of trivia I have is all of the scenes at the magazine were actually shot in the Connie Nast building, the old building that was in Times Square in New York. And so if you're watching this movie and you don't know that and you see they're in Times Square going to work, that looks so ridiculous. It's like the hotel room in Paris that always has the Eiffel Tower, right? But that was actually the Connie Nast building for a long time. So. How about that? I had I had questions about the timing on that whole we have to get Catherine Hahn out of her apartment sequence because I needed them to do a stopwatch for me because I do not <laughs> believe for a single second that that took 20 minutes. Yeah, I was about to say that's very, very quick. I was like, even if she lives, even if her building is next door, that is yeah. sprint speed. That's very speedy. Yeah. She yeah. was in an in an 
little house on the prairie nightgown when she showed up <laughs> like, she had not brushed her no. teeth yeah there's no way i wrote that down too yeah just... sorry i jumped ahead of what like what didn't work for me that the time target that collection on that specifically no um with imdb sure there's really not a lot of good good ones except one that i didn't have time to go back and double check but it says that in the um the montage of, of magazine covers that Alex was referencing. Apparently one of the cover models is actually shout out 27 dresses, Catherine Heigl, but that'll oh, be, yeah. that'll be something for everyone to go back and check when we're done. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah. Also they, uh, this movie was loaned over $14 million in jewelry and the, uh, the necklace she's wearing at the end is an actual diamond necklace worth $5.2 million, which like that seems risky. I don't. <laughs> yeah, how did they pull that? It's off? a lot of cameras, <laughs> and all the security they had to have on set just to like use it and wear it. It seems like a waste. I would think you could get a replica. Yeah, I... I'll tell you what though, you never doubted for a second that those were no. true. Yeah, we don't. We don't know the alternate timeline of those being fake. We might have like hated the movie after that. I doubt it, but. That's like um, what is it? Good for them going for yeah. Ocean's Eight. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Was Ocean's Eight? Um, before we before we jump to ad break, I want to do the thing we kind of did this last time with with forgetting Sarah Marshall. How much just at the end of this? How much do we believe in this couple? Like Caroline, I can see you're putting in some thought. What you know, Andy, and we didn't really put any parameters on this. Like, do we mean moving forward? <laughs> do we mean just in general? What is our? What are you putting on this couple? actually think i feel pretty good about it um i mean if she can you know manage to find a place in new york that will let her write about something other than fashion struggle, which i know like where is she gonna impossible. find a place to write where could she write ever <laughs> anything you know never anything to write about politics in new york i can't think of a single major national publication that she could potentially even submit you know samples to so that that'll be the hurdle folks no i think they have a pretty good chance actually um, I think they're both, and I, I mean this in a very loving way, they're both, um, like, it's a good narcissistic mix. Is that the right word for it? You know what I mean? Like, they both think very highly of themselves, but not in a way that will be too competitive for each other. I think it works, like, they both have to think that highly of themselves for it to work. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Yeah. No, it does. It definitely does. Uh, they're both very self sufficient yeah. i think in all aspects yeah. like she it's crazy to me that she is uh and i think this is why i loved her so much and kind of like same as you alex i really idolized her like you were like oh this is why i didn't this isn't why i went into journalism 100 <laughs> this is why i was like it'd be so cool <laughs> oh, yeah no to be a writer this is like 100 percent. and then later you see the movies like you know whatever um the official journalist ones and i'm like yeah that's definitely why this was why um but she's uh when she's doing the the sabotaging i'm just blown away by the fact that she's willing to do it that says so much about her personality in the movie she's i mean that is mortifying oh, i God. am a leave the rumor yes. i had to yeah. leave the room during the poker, the boys' night oh. um, scene, for sure. I cannot take the nose blowing. I don't think I've ever oh. seen it past the first time I watched this movie. I've watched it dozens of times. Can't do it. But anyway, I think it says a lot about her and the kind of, like, what you were saying a little bit, like, soft narcissism, that she's able to do this and just feel, like, totally fine about it. Which, again, if it was social media era, I don't know that she would have done this because... 
what if you run into his friends again and they don't know anything about it they don't read glamour or whatever the magazine's called uh so they never know that this was all part of a bit for her essentially and she's just gonna have to live with people in new york walking around thinking that she lets tiny dogs pee on tables and (laughs) takes pizza out of guys mouths and like you know all of those things that she did so her personality in that I feel like she's yeah they're I think they'd be a great relationship because they both seem like they're extremely confident in themselves um so yeah I buy it the chemistry's there yeah I mean it's they're on fire (laughs) yeah hit hit us with your thoughts Alex it's not that I don't think they would work. It's that, and here's kind of, I'll save the bulk of this rant for a later question. The thing about it is when, again, 16 year old Alex watching this movie. Oh, that's so awesome. She wants to be a serious journalist. She keeps pushing for her dreams. 36 year old editor who gets pitched a lot. If you're coming to me at for the win with a fashion column, we don't write about that. Fa- I don't know what to tell you. We don't do this. If I have a writer like Caroline, who comes to me and is like, could we do a Top Gun week for no reason? It's for the win, so we'd probably do it, honestly. But at the Spoiler same time, alert, we did. Time, know the outlet you're pitching, but especially if you are a staff columnist, you have made the decision to work for a fashion magazine, a women's yes. magazine, whatever. It's not their fault that they're not giving you shots at writing about policy. You went to Columbia. You're smart. You can go write for somebody else. Looking at it in hindsight, it's like, I, because we all get those emails of people who just have never read your outlet before. And it's like, go figure out what we're about and then come back to me. So that bothers me. (laughs) And then of course the whole idea of like, well, I guess I got to go to Washington if I want to be taken seriously. We all know that's crap, but no one takes you seriously in Washington. (laughs) But at the same time, at the end, and I think even when I was younger, I thought about this just not as significantly. When he's like, oh, just take her bags to my place. She's not going anywhere. Well, where is she going? Because has she gotten it through her head yet that you can't just work somewhere and demand that you write what you want to write about if it's not that kind of outlet? That's all. I'm sorry. I said I'd save it. I didn't save it. I did it all right then. Well, professionally, <laughs> she's also canceling on She's like canceling on an interview. And I don't I know. I don't know if that's good for you, girl. Also, I was thinking like, okay, so is it the post? Because you can be based in new york and still i mean that's always been true they need to dispatch people my only counter to the magazine thing because i thought the same thing i was like it just doesn't fit you know and would you even trust the editors there to handle it not saying they don't you know possess the knowledge to but that's not their expertise clearly but then i thought of teen vogue completely flipped great teen vogue is like a great example of something that used to be I don't mean this as an insult, no. but like, I just think of it as a girly magazine. You know what I mean? Something like that. And now it, it, it contributes like really fascinating articles on a spectrum of subjects. However, are you going to change this? Also your editor in chief blows. She's, <laughs> She's mean and her lipstick never matches her outfit. Ever. So ever. Yeah. I totally noticed that. Uh, <laughs> I was like, finally yeah. someone said it. <laughs> Thank she, just, God. she did. I didn't want to be the first one. About- she did act with regards to like oh i'll just keep pitching these stories like she was trying to fix a man in a relationship like i know it never worked before but this time that's what kills me it's the idea that if i just pull this off which first of all any like she would be fired anybody who does that would be fired it's it's unethical and you'd be reported to hr so like let's just get that out of the way you cannot get away with that and be open about it 
and not be fired. But like, at least in this day and age, I don't know what was happening 20 years ago. But like the idea that this kind of piece was going to make it for her. Now they'll yeah. trust me with politics if I can show that the woman is the problem and it's her behavior that causes the man to go away. <laughs> if I can just show this, everything will come to me. Oh. All right. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. Just saying the one thing on his end that might not that might not lead to long-term success for this couple is they're like, they're riding back on his motorcycle. And then she goes, wait a minute. What were you going to do after the end of 10 days? Were you just going to dump me? Were you just going to dump whoever this girl was that you made fall in love with you? Which is a really fair and super questionable thing of him to do too. Like, we'll we can unpack the premise here in a little bit, but like, that's the, that's like the elephant in the room for me. Like when she found that out, I understand why they were, both Matt, I think they both kind of should have just laughed about it, but it there there's a lot to the psychology of what he was want his end goal and what he was wanting to do as a man who they make a reference is a very like straight up one night stand guy. And if his goal was to I'm gonna make this woman fall in love with me in ten days and I get this deal, and then it's like Okay, I'm <laughs> we're 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 good. So I Super big lack of character building on him being like this big old slut too, because they just mention it in passing once. They're like, have you ever had a relationship yeah. longer than 10 days? You know what I mean? And then he's like, no. And I feel like as somebody who's probably like, what we call him 35 in that movie? That's weird. It's a bit of a red flag. Honestly, I thought- Never brought a girl home? Yeah. His, <laughs> I thought, honestly, him in the last scene with the whole like, hey, take her bags back to her place, whatever. That was the really the, not the only time, but like the biggest time where I was like, I would not fly for me, y'all. Like, you can't just pull me out of this cab on the way, even if I don't end up taking the interview, like taking the job. Like I have, like we just said, like we have the interview. You can't just like not show up for this thing. Like also- that's not your decision to make. Like, you don't just, you don't get to just pull me from a cab and like pay my cab driver off and then like put me on your bike in the <laughs> middle of a bridge. Like, I just, it, I, there are parts where you could be like, oh, it's so cute. He chased her down because he finally read the article. Okay, cool. But that last bit where I was just like, ah, oh, sir, no, please. Is that no. your way of saying that uh, him putting on hot in here when he brought you home would have worked for you? <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. You know what? I've always said, I'm looking for a man that will just bring me home, give me a butt heavy and play Nelly's hot in her for me. Thank okay, you. but in 2003, that was really cool. <laughs> we were teenagers. We hadn't drank anything yet. What did we know? about butt heavy we didn't know <laughs> I, I, I would have been either. impressed by that six cd player though he has yeah, he has one thing he has one thing and it is cold beer that is all you're <laughs> getting there's like that's how rom-coms evolved too uh i always think of like when i was when i i, I can't remember when it, crazy stupid love came out i think when i was 21 or 22 and like gosling bringing emma stone home i was like okay that's it that's how like that's how you do literally everything like you make them an old fashioned, you put on music, you do the thing from Dirty Dancing. Like that's that's how that's how romance happens. Like, we are simple creatures. <laughs> so true though. Yeah, that's from Conversation for a different time. Maybe we all just need to like hang out or zoom off of this so I stop derailing us. But one of the few modern era super successful rom coms yeah. in one my of my opinion. favorite movies. I love Crazy Stupid Love. So I I okay. I think I did. But he makes the old fashioned with Pappy, and it's such a waste. That is, you, that, many, is the, so, that is the most Alex. Because there are many high end not after my heart. Just like you're gonna take your got five hundred dollar, however much you spend on it, about all the room for an old fashioned. When there are many, many, 
wonderful bourbons out there that are not that much money that would go great in an old fashioned. This is a That's man with a two thousand dollar massage chair sitting in his garage. Like money it's is pretentious. money is no longer <laughs> money is not an issue for him. Um, okay, let's take the quickest of ad breaks, and then we'll get back with three up. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, three up, three things that worked about this movie. Um, Haley, I'll lead off with you. What, what is one thing, like when you think about why this works, like what's the what's the pole position, number one, this is why this movie is a Hall of Fame rom-com? Um, well, so my biggest thing was the chemistry. I just wanted to see them have sex. I wanted to see them make out. I wanted to see them go on cute dates. Like I loved the Nick stuff. I love her obviously i think maybe that only specifically is something that like worked for me or you know just girls growing up being like she's the coolest person i've ever seen in my life um yes for me i think with other people the casting is a better way to say it i don't know if i would have cared about the premise or thought it was uh not ridiculous not as ridiculous if it would were different actors who didn't go together so well yeah i mean they're i mean that's like any rom-com that works really well that chemistry is going to be there but i think it's a different like it's a different level it's just a hot people chemistry like we i think we love <laughs> we talked about when harry met sally last year like meg ryan and billy crystal have like incredible i love them so much it's one of my favorite movie couples but like i'm not like dying to see billy crystal fuck someone like this <laughs> there's the sound bite of the episode <laughs> there it is. Mike, it's, it's Mike not saying he'll shit his pants if mila kuna smiles no him. the the sound the sound bite of last so week's much. episode was mike just saying nice dick like that's yeah that's that might be the sound <laughs> gotta <bite> say of, <laughs> gotta say nice dick michael jr um but it's like they are it, it's that and it's that that scene it's when they first meet it's like they're they're hitting tennis balls back at each other like 150 miles an hour. It's like, oh my, these people mean business. And that's the one time too where you see like, oh, he probably has been successful with women and she also probably can't get any man in that bar. Like it just, it is, it is two people at like the peak of flirtation and that comes off big on screen. Yes. Yeah, I think building off of that in the sense that I agree that this doesn't necessarily, this premise doesn't necessarily work with any cast, but because, and 
we will 100% further get into the ridiculousness of like the ethics and the uh, the execution of the premise. But for a rom-com and for this movie, the premise is perfect. Like it's this two forces working against each other um, and it shouldn't work and like all this stuff and like, and it being both for, both for job advancement kind of like one she kind of does it to help Catherine Hahn but I feel like you could also just have a very serious conversation with your friend if she's actually calling people and telling them everything she ate that day um but it just it works it just <laughs> it's so ridiculous but it uh and the condensed timeline I think works severely in its favor because you can't have this be something that's like I think it takes a little bit of the, a little, like the smallest amount of the ethical debate off of it, especially on like maybe, maybe his side where it's like, okay, sure. I made this woman fall, quote, fall in love with me after 10 days, but like 10 days isn't like a one year long relationship where then you're like, haha, gotcha sucker. Like, <laughs> um, so I think the timeliness of it, although the ability to have that many dates over a 10 day span just makes me want to like sleep for two weeks. Cause that is, they have more free time than anyone in the world. They're just, I mean, it is. no other response. They're career driven people, you know, <laughs> like they have, they he, have invite, he invites her to the big event in which his job hinges on whether or not she's in love with him and his boss sees that the night before like and she just has that gorgeous dress lying around okay cool like she oh tomorrow night formal event okay <laughs> sure yeah i'm in you cannot do that to a woman like he needed to invite her on night two like oh hey by the way next saturday i've got this big work event you should come with me like there's no way you can do that the night before no way that's so oh my gosh i'm getting anxiety thinking about it i mean that's the problem with the guy no, who hasn't so dated right. anybody too yeah. he's like yeah go to my parents house on a whim sure let's do that that's sure. a normal thing that people do after five days <laughs> like oh gives me anxiety Everything hinges on that event. Too. Yeah, that's so like the big thing. Would straight up ask her. What if she had yeah, like, what odd. if she had non-refundable, well, I mean like whatever. But you know I mean like, what if that was like Celine, Beyonce's in town and you're like, nah, I'm going to the concert, dude. I'm sorry that I can't make it to your thing tomorrow night. Like, I My thing too is like, as a person who's been on deadline a lot, I could not juggle a new relationship with a deadline. It would have to be <laughs> when like- When is she writing? That, well, it's it's just like, I would have to say, hey, I really like you. I'm very interested. You're going to have to give me a week to knock out of this thing. You know, and I realize like the relationship is the whole impetus for her writing it. So that sounds ridiculous. But just the idea of being on deadline while trying to like do anything else in life is really, I like to, I want to be in a cave. Like I just want to kind of hunker down, have my snacks and my coffee and my Red Bull don't call me for four days because I got to knock this thing out that I said I did a month ago. <laughs> it's the next day, right? Because isn't it, doesn't she say yeah. it's 10 days? go to press and, and press yeah. yeah. So, Which is not real, whatever. Okay. The day before the event, she says she has 48 hours. <laughs> she gets yeah. her heart broken and then it's like, all right, let me go back home and crank this out of my right laptop. And, yeah, and 100%. It and it go through all the editors and whatever. Okay, <laughs> so two things worked for me. First of all, I think Kate Hudson is, fantastic she was only what 22 when she did this movie which is wild Stop. when you watch it because she carries herself like you know like she's much older and wiser but i mean i didn't see almost famous until years later so this was the first thing i think i ever kind saw of in. like someone else on this show who still hasn't seen almost famous 
Oh yeah. So <laughs> I haven't either. The weird thing is solidarity. Like, <laughs> Gwen- Gwyneth Paltrow was almost the lead in this film, but then she had to go and do another movie. This movie would not have done well. Like, there's no way the the fact that most of it. Well, I shouldn't say most, but like a good deal of this movie is improv between the two of them and just riffing on each other. And I think that's what works because that's an ideal situation. If you connect with somebody and you can be on the same page, I mean, nobody wants to, <laughs> there's nothing worse than like meeting a cute person at a bar or something and you're physically attracted. And then you start trying to talk to each other and it's a bunch of, I don't get it. Or Wait, what did you say? I didn't hear you. It just, you know. And so that brings me to my next point about what works. These days we call it the ick. But that's what we're talking about in this whole movie is what things can you do? I realize it's a woman doing it to a guy, but it goes both ways. Like, really, what are the things that give you the ick that just make you want to? You could be totally into somebody, attracted to them, chemistry's there, everything. But there's always that one thing or multiple things. Uh, that yeah, I was like, one ick. thing. <laughs> well, I just mean, you know, the first thing I should say. But there's always, like, something that could instantly just close you down and make you like okay this will never work like i could never look at you the same way again sad but true and i think that's what we're talking about with a lot of this like obviously Caroline it's also to- why you don't take someone to go eat crab legs on a first date because there's so many ick potentials true <laughs> like- it's also a good test though i guess yeah. <laughs> if it's like if, if right. it's gonna you know look bad it's gonna be here but i think you know in the beginning like she calls him she already just said she loves him and everything everybody's been in that situation where it's just you've gotten too close to me and now I've shut down and everything I liked about you because you're not you haven't developed a relationship with them you're just in the like phase it's gone because of the ick and I think that this movie sells that really well but the fact that they're both so resistant to or that he's so resistant to what she's trying to do because of what he's got to prove that can get overlooked I feel like this yes that reinforces uh your point so much Caroline because the premise is the like the perfect equal siding Mm. you know what i mean he has to keep it going despite all of these enormous icks that she's throwing out calling your mom like finding your mom is worse than calling especially in 2003 i'm i'm honestly well she's she's a journalist (laughs) right right, (laughs) she has her masters from columbia (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly and i'm like you live in new york are you not in massive debt but anyway um (laughs) One of the many logistical things that I don't think quite adds up, um, like having that dress on hand and the last scene. But yes, I think that's why the premise, although it is far-fetched, is perfect because she is throwing the worst things to him and he has to make it work. Otherwise, I can't think of another situation on his side um, other than this specific bet. Well, I guess I've never thought about it. That would make this work because he has to hold on to her. And she's being so creepy yeah. it kind of reminded me you mentioned 10 things i hate about you earlier and just like the general shakespearean premise of these two people are being forced together in some way but there are people behind the scenes who are also forcing this and making this happen because remember when in in the guy's night when she, he's finally like i i can't do this anymore he's got thomas lennon and eddie from friends are just like no we got like, <laughs> adam gold adam i know i know he's he's yeah, he's 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 in a lot. He's I in Saving Private Ryan. I'm like Eddie from Friends, and he was on there for like what three episodes, maybe. And I didn't that. even like religiously watch Friends. I just know like yeah. Eddie, I mean, Jacqueline did. Friends. But yeah, no, I mean, in, on that subject, like part of getting the rom com right, like you have to have the the pairing. You get you got to have the, you got to get the friend groups. Got to get mm-hmm. those right. You got to have the confidants. Oh, yeah. And this one does it does it really well. I mean, having like 
having Catherine Hahn as her friend, like what an asset, like her in the, oh, her, in the her in the therapy scene, just queen. And then having Thomas Lennon, Lennon and Adam Goldberg as his friends, like that's a, that's a lot of talent as the, the confidants, the people kind of orchestrating this behind the scenes. So that's another point in its favor. Really, really I'm- good. I'm kind of having like a little bit of a crisis right now now that I think about it <laughs> because um really that's the also the of the three movies I've listed with 10 things I hate about you how to lose a guy in 10 days and 27 dresses there's that premise of these two people that on the surface shouldn't work or aren't trying to work or whatever else that are forced to stay to get like that's why I love 27 Dresses so much is she was so in love with this idea of this guy who wrote these beautiful love stories that she loved to read every week in the paper and that she imagined this person that was so in love with love and marriage and weddings and then she meets him and he hates all of it. He thinks it all sucks, but he does it because he's good at it and it's a job, like whatever. Um, and that they have to keep having these situations in which she's going with him or he's coming with her to like do different things and now i'm like oh my god i just like this formula <laughs> i think too like, like having also a- like numbers and titles i have to also say all three of those i mean I'm very like smart for meltdown. magazines and online journalism we love a number yeah, I know. something finite i think you know in a lot of rom-coms and especially a lot of like the hallmark and lifetime movies that i love this is why it's so easy to have like a journalism premise or like a journalist in it because you have to come up with some way for the people to meet and to have a reason to be in each other's lives. And like a very easy way to do that is, oh, they're writing a story or, you know what I mean? Or like this person is either a detail or a source or somebody. And so, but I think it's done well in a lot of cases. I'm not saying it's a lazy way out. I think 27 dresses, how else would those two people come together outside of, although I find it really hard to believe that she didn't like send him a letter or an email over the years being like, oh my God, I love your writing. Because she seems like the person to do that. Yeah, she definitely regardless. does seem like she would have. But, you know, you, you just see journalism used a lot in that manner of like, they got to tell a story. So this is why they're <laughs> They got to go right in a coffee shop. So I there know. they were. Or like a murder's <laughs> happened. Here's Courtney Cox. And now she's got a book. And now, I mean, she keeps progressing because of the journalism. So yeah. I think it's just yeah. like, it's a good um, device to use in a lot of movies like this. Like we got to put them together somehow, but they need to kind of not belong there. And I think that's what the journalism element does. It's a Swiss army knife. You can use it for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the strikeout for the worst or most head scratching aspect of this movie. There are actually a lot of, a lot of choices. I, and Haley, I would like you to walk me through what the fuck is going on with the NBA finals in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, so I had a couple of thoughts on it when I was rewatching. I think people have written about it before. I should have looked up like all of the specific holes that they could find. I'd like to mention that the first NBA player we see um, and also one of the most important in the like 30 second, probably total amount that we see basketball is Alan Houston, who's from Louisville. Um, he went to Ballard, which is a high school that my aunt taught at. And Alex, you know, being from a small town, high schools are everything. So I just they have are. to shout that out. It's a big deal. Um, yes. So something about the finals that immediately gave me pause was the amount that they're spread out because the second day is game one 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 i think yeah okay and then they go so this then the second night is a rom-com is when they see the rom-com i think is that their second date i think so yeah yeah okay and the third day well i guess it doesn't matter it's is it smushed in too much i don't think it is especially um 
in the early 2000s because they I looked it up the 2003 finals and uh no it's fine they're playing every two days they didn't like really you know believe in rest or whatever (laughs) as much also the kings although it may seem unbelievable now were (laughs) the year before they like won the the or they they got to the conference final. I think, I think so. they still yeah, have Nick's, C. Nick's Kings. Nick's Kings now is a real stretch of the mind. Yeah, well, except the, <laughs> yeah, the they weird thing is Bobby Jackson is the king who's getting the most like the most airtime. It's not it's not Bibby or C. Web. It's like let's let Bobby Jackson cook in this movie, which is just a really <laughs> interesting dynamic. I couldn't find anything right. written. I figured there would be some sort of deep dive on like here's how they filmed the basketball in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, and I couldn't really find anything which i was really disappointed to see I, I wanted to see how that shook out but it also it feels like the most low intensity nba finals ever and like they have the kiss cam come on with a minute and 24 seconds left in a tight game <laughs> game one of the finals it's incredible oh basketball error huge faux pas all of us know, or not faux pas uh whatever it's it's not possible for him to go to the concessions um with a minute left the concessions are closed yep so that's there should have been something else i don't know what else it would have been um but not happening and then also more specifically you're gonna be a slow concession worker in new york oh, yeah the guy would that would never no. fly the guy, no the, the guy, guy would have yeah. been shoot never. up and spit out thanks benny Did you want a small? No, I want that one right there. You know, for 25 cents more, you could get a jumbo. Can you take that right there? Keep cheese. Well, Kyle sent me this link earlier today that um, my good friend Whitney McIntosh from former SB Nation, now MLB, wrote about this glaring plot hole where I don't know what the sequence would be, but I don't think game the third game would be in New York. Plus, that was when she was he was cooking for her. No, that was the second. See, now I'm getting confused. But no, he was one- cooking for because he said yeah. we were going to watch it on yes. TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we had it all set up. And was it there for a third game in the row? For a third game in the row in Madison Square Garden has a side theater. <laughs> the Celine right. Dion concert. They're just putting Celine on the side, which is totally a thing that would absolutely happen to one of the biggest, biggest acts on the planet. And they Those all are just different come nights, out though. the same exit. The night he cooks for her is when they end up at the vegan restaurant where she's watching it in the kitchen. Yeah. Remember that? And then the, there's another night where she's like, I've got tickets. Right. That one. So yeah. he, it just is like, that one was too much for me too. Where I was just like, <laughs> I thought that was an away game. And then he was like, okay, tickets. Yeah. But then there's also all the Knicks fans coming out at the same time that the concert lets out, like in the same thing. And I was like, See that one of the things, Haley, I think you hit on this too, is as a human, as a person, <laughs> I could not have done to other people, not just like this, like I couldn't do to hit, like I could not have made someone leave with that much time left in a game 
like I would have forgotten completely that I was on assignment and that I was supposed to be doing this thing because like to me that's like one of the cruelest things that you can do <laughs> like how for a final how are you gonna send someone out for a drink like that and then send them back when they made it back in time like that's just like or does she it didn't mesh for me because isn't she a huge Knicks fan so there's no way if anyone knows me like if Virginia's playing like I'm that's like the first thing that's going on I block everything else around that I'm not going to some other restaurant and like sitting in the back like I'm not I wouldn't even go to like if it's the finals why didn't they order yeah, pizza finals, why did no exactly like I'm when going to instead of the rack of like, like don't you want to watch it? I get it her whole thing but to me if I'm Matthew McConaughey a I'm not leaving a diamond account. I'm not wealthy. I'll never be wealthy. <laughs> but a diamond account is not exactly. worth missing the finals. Like that is a moment you are not going to see. Again, your favorite team could win yeah. the finals. And let's think about the stakes for the Knicks back then, right? They were like, they needed it. I mean, whatever. Well, so- I mean, the, you know, the, the last 20 years have been really good for them, though. So it, it totally, it totally, totally worked out anyways. <laughs> totally worked. No, but I, I agree. I wouldn't have even thought to send somebody. Again, maybe that goes back to me being just like in awe of her ability to. Yeah, I don't know. I would have just I think I would have sabotaged differently. Um, and I checked the format for you uh what it was in the in 2000s i was pretty sure they hadn't changed it since they changed it the second time and that is true it was a 2-3-2 at that time so you're right the third game on the road they had too many home games um, yeah it was too many home games but i'm guessing like they couldn't the nba usually doesn't give any permissions on um movies like for example the uh Fish who say Pittsburgh, one of my favorites, um, my favorite sports movie ever. We'll write that one down. Uh, they don't. <laughs> yeah, the NBA did not allow anything. And granted, it's like a weird premise. Um, but uh, yeah, I, my guess is that they, if they allowed anything, it was like the Knicks directly, maybe. And the NBA just didn't have a say back then. I don't know, whatever. But the Fish who say Pittsburgh, to your point about the basketball and how they pulled it off, in a very literal like a logistical sense a lot of times on sports movies even way back when they'll have a they'll hire like a coordinator and it's like a former coach or something they had such limited amounts of play that i don't know that that was necessary also these are nba players but they did on the fish who say pittsburgh and those are all um or no some of them are nba players other ones are just actors so yeah. also i don't, I don't care um, what happened in the breakup or the relationship if i have a physical ticket to game seven I'm going. Yeah, they both, neither of them went, right? Or I thought that's where they were going to meet up. I'm sending, I'm sending like a courier to pick it up, like from her. Be like, I know this didn't work out. Can I have that ticket back, please? Thank you. (laughs) Also, you never split up the tickets like that. What are you doing in the first place? Don't give her that ticket. Oh man, I would have been there. Even if like the guy, even if if I were Andy, I would have been there. Don't even care. There's no story or account worth that. Like there's no, if it were... Uh, oh this might change their mind about your writing politics it'll have to change their mind next month yeah <laughs> there's just no worse you know no 100 percent. the worst breakup of my life too i'm going 100%. i'm going to game seven and there's a chance i'm sitting next to them fine whatever it's game yeah. seven is is it a better reunion if they get back together in, in game seven, like if they both show up like maybe in the second quarter and they both like hit the opposite aisles at the same time and they're walking and like 
they bond over that. Is that a, is that better than what we got on the bridge? I could I would be I think yes convinced to watch it. Yeah. yeah. But also, so if it's a horrible breakup, I'm just gonna very, very politely ask whomever's sitting next to me if I can like scoot them down two seats and just sit on the other side of that couple and be like, listen, we got these tickets before we broke up. There's no chance in hell that I'm missing this game. Here's the thing. If if you're a couple and you're getting tickets, one person's holding the tickets and it's usually me because I have to organize everything. He's simply not getting the ticket. I'll send him the money and he can go buy another ticket. You find a way to make it work. That's my point. Right. You never split the tickets up. Until you're there day of the and you're meeting outside the stadium. It's you like never the, split the, the, the tickets up. Right. And that's not even like a yeah. rule. It's just something where mentally you're not going to, why would you give one ticket to her prematurely? You're not going to just ride together. You're both obviously yeah, in Manhattan. Ridiculous. I also would never leave the tickets or my entire purse at someone's house. You leave something at their house. Her not the whole purse with your phone and your keys. You leave the earrings get, because like, they always think maybe they're really nice and we got to get them back to you. You leave the earrings and they're usually not nice. Yeah. She walked out like nothing in her hands to get in that cab. Yeah. You know the, you know the anxiety that came heavy. You're so <laughs> right. Because she blows the kiss. She's wearing this like teensy dress yeah. with obviously yeah. no pockets. No pockets in that bag. That wasn't a thing yeah. back then. I hope he paid for um, the cab. Like, yeah, he paid, you're right. Like he paid ahead. How did she pay for the cab? <laughs> Ooh. She got home. She's like, listen, I'm running a scam <laughs> on this guy. <laughs> Wait here. I'm going to go get Can some you wait money here now. while I go upstairs to my second bag? Um, yeah. <laughs> what else didn't work? We, we've talked about a lot of it. There's a bunch of like small, small thing. I just, so Ben is, we don't know where he's from originally, but like McConaughey is from Texas. Ben clearly has some Southern charm. His family lives in Staten Island. Like his dad was in the Navy, but like they decided, yeah, you know, family from the South. Yeah. Staten Island's for us. And then Ben went to Duke. I've never met anyone like this in my life. Southern family. Lives I went to school with a bunch of people like this. He, we don't know that he did. We don't know that he went to Duke. He's wearing a Duke Ben just loves home uh, Those are two separate things. I just wanted to, <laughs> wanted to grab that. I know many Southern men who were only, their only aspiration. I'm not saying it's a bad aspiration. If you're a Duke fan, don't come for me. But anyway, um, who absolutely did that. They, they went to Duke or you know, whatever college they felt like would make them legitimate. But they said that in the movie, they're like, if we hire him, if we hire McConaughey, he's going to have that damn accent. We need a believable story, which I think is funny because it's like New York, at least to me, when I lived there, everybody, there was, I never met anybody from New York ever. The closest I got was Jersey, but like, I never met anyone who grew up in New York, who like, this was their home in terms of my professional circles. Like personally I did, but Professionally, like everybody came from somewhere. Now I understand they have to make the family be there, but I think they could have made that work with the family visiting. But like the Navy thing wasn't terrible. It was just, you know, that's what it was. I actually was thinking about this as well because I think the only way that they stay in Staten Island, he's obviously retired. Um, like because yeah. how old yeah. is he? He's right? definitely retired. Yeah, the dad's retired. His dad's probably in his yeah late sixties. Right, so he's not working anymore. At least maybe that's the last place. He's stationed Staten Island. Staten Island, which doesn't really, I don't know. Actually, I don't, I don't really know anything about the Navy. But I'm going to retract that. Maybe they have like a huge base. Um, okay. The next time on the I island. Do. I was in the Navy. Okay. I don't yeah. think that there is anything. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was in the Navy, so I should right, know this. I'm right. Google it. We didn't have any options to get stationed at Staten okay. Island. Yes. So thank you Protecting for confirming. Um, if 
that's the last place they are. And the sister falls in love with a with the cop there. Then I that's the be- only believable way that I think they stay there because now they've got a grandson. I didn't really peg her age. I thought it was a little bit. I couldn't decide. So I don't know if the timeline works out. I think it does. Whatever. If you are from the South, you're going to go yep. back to the South. Like that's, and it's not a bad thing. That's yeah. what we want. Like truly that's, that's how it is. So I also had a similar thought. Um, I think that they tried their hardest to make it work. Like you said, and if you know, okay. So if you guys rewatch after this, go back to the bullshit scene, because the dad oh. does this like McConaughey thing. He does the like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even I, do it. I know what do you know what I'm it. talking oh, about? And he kind of like does this little, it's just, it's every, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yes, it's very McConaughey. So I was like, oh, thank you for them for throwing <laughs> that in there to make it seem like he's also. He's like McConaughey. Like, that's where McConaughey <laughs> got it because it doesn't matter what movie or what role he's doing it. I've failed this miserably because that was, I've, that was probably oh. my favorite scene. Oh, oh yeah. wonderful. Hands like, down. This, the bullshit scene, the bullshit scene is fantastic. Also, I just Googled it and good for them. This works honestly kind of perfectly. Uh, Naval Station New York used to be a thing. It closed in 1994, wow. which would track for if it shut down and he was stationed there in 2003. Makes sense you're still there about nine years later because you've got family there now, like et cetera, et cetera. And you can tell he's retired because he's wearing the I'm retired military hat, which is like kind of sits higher up, always flat brim and has like the rope braided rope across like where the bill and the top meet. And it has some sort of like, um, uh, what is it called? Operation that you were involved in. So it always like you have like Like Gulf War or something. Yeah, Yeah, Gulf War veteran like on it. And it has like the ribbon that's involved and it always sits slightly higher up on their head. I was like going back to Haley's point because it's so true kids and grandkids will keep people in a place Mm -hmm. or have them move to a place. So, but you know, I, you know, I have to be honest, like I love where I live. I love my job. I really like DC area. I think it's great in my mind. I know one day I'm back. I don't know when or how it could be in a year. It could be in 20 years. I will die in the South. I know that that's just how it's going to be. That's, that's my home. And that's how it's going to be. And so it would take a situation of being kind of forced somewhere and then having to stay there. And then like Jack, my little boy, you know, if he grows up and God forbid goes to Maryland or something mm. and then like ends up in DC, well, then maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I'm finding a place in like Southern Virginia. Maybe I'm finding like, let's get as Southern as we can get without being away from my baby and my grandkid. But I agree. It's, I think like the Staten Island thing, when I look at, especially looking at real estate around here, oh my God. What I've been looking at lately, because the first year we got here, I wanted to just kind of get here. So we're in an apartment. Obviously, we have like a little balcony, no backyard. Everywhere I look, I'm always like, I can give up being that close to something if I can have a little backyard or if I can have a porch. I just need a little bit of space. I need a patio. I need to be able to invite people over and they can sit outside. I need some outside space, you know, and I'm willing to give up like that city part of life to do that. And so. that's what they do have in Staten Island. They have a nice little setup with a nice They have outdoor view. space. Yeah. Dude, that back down. Right. That was a rant. Song. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> no, but it's it, it's good because we were we kind of needed to talk about the yes. family being there. It works. It's convenient. But I yeah. think they pulled I think it so off. Too. Yeah, I do think they. Yeah, you guys it have all convinced me. Um, <laughs> I I have a very specific thing that didn't work for <laughs> me that I've only caught this time, and I'm kind of gonna say this waiting for you guys to correct me, but I watched it twice. 
Okay. <laughs> do you remember? At din- I wrote this in my notes app. Do you remember at dinner when she's like, tell me all about yourself? And he says, I'll give you three questions. Okay. Question number one is, what do you do for work? Which I'm like, Andy, don't don't ask that. Like on the, you know, for the first question. Okay. Anyway, he's like, blah, blah, blah. Advertising. He says, what do you do for work? Doesn't count as her second question. This is a question he is saying. He's asking it. Whatever. I, the magazine. Okay. Then she says, I have one more question. I, no, you don't. I noticed this. I noticed yeah. this. And I was like, I, I I just thought I wasn't listening. It's the Starbucks <laughs> cup. I'm like, how on Game of Thrones, how did nobody notice that she only asked two questions? And then the third question is so weird. Who would ask that on a date? Is do you believe all Sid had love and war? And he's like, Yes. Which also, question. I'm like, red flag. <laughs> which also sets up the fact that she can't get mad at the end. Like you were, you were setting this up where it's like, that is her question as her get out of jail free for when she reveals that she is. But using love is her story. anger. That and she has she's no idea. She has no <laughs> idea. I know. Just, I'm just like that's the thing that as much as I do, I love this movie. The thing that drives me absolutely wild is their reactions to and and honestly, especially hers in the sense that like, I think her tactics are much more emotionally Mm -hmm. manipulative than his his is essentially just dating Mm -hmm. and doing what i mean like yeah he they're dating like it's it's an accelerated dating and he's hoping for an outcome that he might not reciprocate which is a red flag and also problematic emotionally but she is emotionally manipulating and gaslighting him at every step of this relationship she is for his story in one that she realistically you could just put together a list of things that would and it's on oh and then I go back into it even further and I'm like the stuff that she chooses to do and the way that it depicts it is so I don't know she I don't gives him a dog as, to care for dogs are so know, expensive dressed it's in so Burberry. like all of the things are like the <laughs> The things that they choose that. are like, I put tampons in your house. Ew. Like, you know, like the, they have like serial killer music over it, which is kind of funny. I laughed as he's opening it and like, he picks up the tube of Vagisil and then goes. That is the funniest like, thing that you could do because I guarantee no heterosexual man knows what exactly. Vagisil does. So that is actually a pretty funny one because it it's sounds really funny it, to them. I'm sure it sounds, it sounds really intense worse, and it's yeah. also not in the medicine cabinet. It's like Vagisil. Like <laughs> no, we would all like right have there. the decency, not from shame, but just from our like, own peace. Just... It's a weird thing to have out. Like we would put it. It's like next to your toothpaste. Yeah, exactly. Like... Yeah, he picks up the, but I love that he picks up the pink toothbrush and he's almost equally in shock. he's like a toothbrush but again she hadn't slept over so i thought that yeah that was interesting some of the stuff that she chooses i felt as a woman i was like is this this feels condescending that they think this is what women do but do women do like that she's putting teddy bears with their arms around each other on his living room sofa like what adult woman is doing that i think that yeah give me i think in defense of who being worse and like (laughs) why I would possibly vote him is because if she's doing all this mm-hmm. stuff for the, Jacqueline and I were talking about this most likely if she finds yeah. anyone else who is not engaged in a bet to make a woman fall in love with them, they're done after like two or three, like the movie theater thing would have been it for me. 
like it. I've I've actually I've actually had that happen before. Oh my god! Minus yes. that punch. It, like that would be it. All right, tell this story. You you could guess who did that. <laughs> sure, but just tell me what happened. Give me the deets. Yes, just like it, basic deets. J- just in a movie theater having what oh, movie? God, I don't even remember. In a movie theater, was having it Hadley's guy in a basic podcast. lack of respect for everyone else in the movie theater and and their oh. enjoyment and like on their phone and it, it was it was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, so, Wait, you were the no, I I was I are was the big guy in this. It, no, no, oh, I was no, with the, I was with the, the person okay. and just being like, oh, except I I had no need to defend their honor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that line though. No, it's, he's gonna my boyfriend's gonna pummel your ass. Like I'll just say ass. that sometimes. I love that line. It's I think very it's really good. good. Here's my only defense of him that I don't is kind of made in bad faith. We all know that because it's not nice what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's doing it for career advancement. It's not, it's just a bad way to start a relationship that yes, maybe he's like, I could also fall in love. We all know he's not thinking that he's like, you know, said he hasn't had a relationship over 10 days. The only defense is what is the point of us dating? Most, I mean, most people, adults to fall in love. So that's just my, that's my one defense is like, I guess that's yes. the end goal anyway. She was always going to dump him, get dumped by him. Um, that yes. is literally her goal. There is sort of the option that it works out at the end. And he's like, oh, I've got to tell you something. This is awful. In my opinion, I think that the moment she's in that bathroom or what, you know, the parents bathroom that smells, she, <laughs> she should have come clean. And he should have come clean. And that's like yeah. maybe the most normal this this story mm-hmm. would have gotten. And she could have told she could have told the truth or whatever and still had the story to write. Like there's still thing that's again, that goes back to the whole thing for me. It's like you could have just done a top 25 things women do like frequent and just poll your friends. Go to go to the bar and instead of trying to find a man to trick for 10 days, talk to all the women there. Like or Better yet, talk to all the men there. Like, what's been the thing? What gives you the ick? What makes you break up with a woman? And then this is the list of things that you could do. But I did remember one of my very specific things that stood out that didn't work. There is 0% chance that she is walking up to a man with a wedding ring on in that bar. (laughs) That's not a, if you were a woman over a certain age, you are looking every single time you were, like, before you walk up to that person for that reasoning i don't hundred percent i've craned my i've like strained it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Trader yeah. Joe's and i'm like oh yeah you're like oh, yeah. how are we doing nope all right never mind i only do that if, if they're talking yeah. like if they talk no to me that i do it but i don't do it before i like if a person's alone not that i'm at bars like trying to pick up guys a lot I'm, i mean it's a goal but it's not <laughs> come clean it's not like you know but, yeah no but you make a good point if I'm scoping the room for someone to date for 10 days, <laughs> that is like, that is the first way to, let's, I am, ter- let's, I am the let's try this out, in that Caroline. situation. You're only a few hours away. Next time in DC. <laughs> let's let's yeah. recreate like, this <laughs> situation. <laughs> we'll get Haley up from Kentucky. It we'll do a weekend in DC. It works for Andy. <laughs> well, that's the thing that kills me is like, clearly this is not, I don't know, the thought process of my dating experience of just being willing to be so horrible that you dump Matt that you get Matthew McConaughey this like handsome successful man to dump you as like a as a like she's like no worries at all yeah I'll just make this work let's get him to dump me like girl how many people do you have like waiting in the wings like this is not something you should just be this who look like Matthew McConaughey and you know can she's very reckless with this good-looking man in New York tickets to 
game seven. You know what I mean? Like if just if just to go to the basketball games (laughs) together. And the thing is, at at any point, she could have abandoned (laughs) the story. You're a how-to columnist. It's a women's magazine. There are a million things, a million things you could have done. Like how to like get in a workout while you're working. Southern Living used to do this, actually. It would be like you'd be at work and you would pick up like pencil holders on your desk and do squats. That would have worked. You could at any point, like, this is too much. He's too hot. I don't want to do this to him. But she was so committed. Yeah. Yeah. Magazines were obsessed with that. They were like, how to work out while you brush your teeth. Yes. How to. And it's like constantly shaming you into every second. It's like side crunches while you're brushing your teeth. (laughs) Like, or are you brushing your teeth and not doing crunches? Then. Yeah, you are less than you need to read composure. The last thing I'll say with them is that her worst case scenario happens where she finds the one guy who has to stick with her for 10 days and she harasses someone for 10 days. And that's not at least like eight of those 10 days. And it's not good. (laughs) His worst case scenario, like in being a bad person would have been he finds someone who actually does fall head over heels. Like imagine if Andy was like a real person and was like just someone who was wanted to be loved and found him was like, I found my person they're letting me put all my stuff in his apartment and I let him meet his family. And then they finish this thing. And he's like, listen, sorry, this isn't working. And he crushes someone. Here's my argument to that though. Yeah. But that's like, does he ever say he'll break up with them? All he said, his only argument was that he was romantic because that was what they were saying. You don't know romance well enough to have a diamond account. So it sounds crazy when you say it out loud. That's but like his only thing was yeah. I can make someone fall in love with me. He never said he wouldn't fall in love back. He never said he would leave them after ten days. This That's was fair. just to get the account. It's also a very yes. unscientific way in which this boss decides that this Diamonds. is good enough. Like honestly, if you let me hang out, if you let me hang out with Matthew McConaughey for ten days, I would. Probably I, I was yeah, and their boss like is just that. horny. Oh, the one yeah. who's like determining. He's like looking down yes. his, you know, he's, employee he's shirt. He's <laughs> She's like gross. doing this. The like my necklace. I definitely tried that my, when yeah. I was like after I saw the movie, and I'm like. <laughs> was going to tap into my marketing expertise and uh if i get that the tip was his but like in like in my job you work in certain verticals and like for instance mine is like not diamonds like certain certain businesses but if someone like that is those women's account like if that is their expertise that is what is best for the company like that is who gets it that in and, and mm. the slogan f- get frosted is fucking horrible. Is absolutely, absolutely is terrible. It? I, oh, I Frost hate it. Yourself. And you've got like Mrs. Oh. Delauer frosting <laughs> yourself. I hate it. Yeah, with her I red it. hair. It is not. Like, it, is, it is not absurd. Pretty. But maybe that's my why I don't get the diamond account. My favorite is the. <laughs> My favorite is when the first thing he says is like the complete opposite when it comes to luxury goods, where it's like diamonds are for everyone. And they're like, no, yeah. that's not the point. That makes it yeah. way worse. I agree. I, okay. I also just, sorry to take it back. I swear I will move on after this, but that, or, that's what this show is for. This show is for talking it all out. I'm curious what you guys think about this, but just again, to kind of side with Matthew McConaughey's character, clearly not him because, although I love Kate Hudson's character and I'm willing to overlook how problematic everything she's doing is um, because she wore a yellow dress that I really thought she looked beautiful in. Um, Matthew McConaughey, the only like very insincere thing he does is um, the roses. Like that was gaudy and weird, but she's, 
doing so many things she would never do. Like he just kind of is being more patient than he would otherwise, but he's not being phony. I think he's still being himself. Maybe he's like more polite, but are we going to call that bad? You know, in the same way where she's like screaming in front of his friends and making a baby book. That's like a 200 plus dollar rose order, right? Oh my like God, that's really that. expensive. Shouldn't he have, um, shouldn't he have gotten red roses? Aren't white roses the friends one? Oh, I don't know. Or is that yellow? Or is one of one of I feel like one of white and yellow is friends, and one is for funerals. It, yellow is something too. Red roses are the love. Yeah, red roses are the love roses. Okay, what do right? But... What do white roses signify? Oh, that can't be right. Hmm. Okay, actually. White roses symbolize purity, youthfulness, and innocence, young love, eternal loyalty, and new beginnings, making them a popular choice for weddings and romantic occasions. I wouldn't have gone there first. I agree with you. I think they should be red. Um, yeah, so I'm the someone <laughs> best colors of roses oh. for death. White <laughs> roses say you're heavenly. <laughs> well, and that's apparently part of the purity thing tying in like, you are so pure, you are now in heaven. Here are some white roses. Um, yeah, they should have been red. That's just a, yeah. or pink. I think probably could have, or go the twenty-seven dresses route and get the calla lilies, which was like again one of my favorite things from that movie. That was like he got her a bunch of calla lilies. That is the hottest thing. Dude, I've they should have made him Nyx colors. It's god. It's already uh, gaudy. Like go all out. Man, man, it's key to my heart. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, I'm telling you, there is not a single thing that would have kept me from missing the 2019 men's NCAA basketball championship 100%. <laughs> like, zero, zero I honestly I wouldn't know the feeling because I none of my teams the last time one of my teams was in a championship game was December or January of 2000 so that's that's what we're working with here very cool that's no fun. very cool the Kings yeah, were in Great. a conference final more recently <laughs> than one of your teams had a chance at a title <laughs> and a fiction and a fictional game. the the twins have lost 19 consecutive playoff games it's, it's 19 bad. or 17 but it's a lot yeah it's <laughs> it's a lot brutal. they have not i think they won their last playoff game in uh 2007 which is cool you, wait you're so you're a king's fan oh gosh no so i'm a twins oh. fan um my sports teams are weird to where i root for the cowboys uh, I root for the Minnesota Twins, and then I root for Virginia Tech football. And now I've married into a TC football family, so that 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 was nice this year. Um, but yeah, uh, and all all bad, all bad things, just for a long time. Yeah, no college basketball team. No. So when I was younger, like I would I would watch Tech games, but I never really got like I would just be more generally into the tournament. And then um, I didn't, I didn't like going to a small school. Like when you go to a small school, you just kind of keep up with whoever, like you don't hop on with anyone. So you just kind of keep up with whoever you were keeping up with as a child. Like our baseball practices would on Saturday mornings, we'd all be talking about like 15 different teams because everyone roots for someone different. Um, but yeah, no, I wish, I mean, the, the, it has been nice, like with Jacqueline being a TCU alum, like being able to, like I've hopped on with TC baseball and then TC football, especially this year. And then we've watched a little TC basketball. Wow. 
this uh, feels fitting for this discussion because also it ties in with how my family is essentially the bullshit scene in the sense that we give each other shit constantly. I just got a text from my mom like seven minutes ago that was like, get to ACC Network. We're recording it for you. <laughs> and it's ACC Legends Frank Beamer. Oh. <laughs> so she literally took the time out to troll me. <laughs> Like on a like a Monday night, I'm just catching strays, and I was like, okay, great. I'm middle, literally the middle of a podcast. I'm like, what could it be? And I'm thinking it's like some UVA thing, or I don't know. God. And I nope, Frank. nope, getting trolled by my mom <laughs> on a Monday night. I was just talking to my friend Sam the other day about. God, I can't remember the origin of this. There was like some. I do. There's a country song that he sent me. And the premise is this woman is now a Tennessee fan or maybe it's something else. She was originally a Tennessee fan. I don't know. And she's changed her allegiances for a man. And he's arguing that this is cute and romantic. And I said, no, it's not because you never see the inverse. You never, ever see, I guess, until five minutes ago when um, <laughs> the guy in the in a head, this heterosexual relationship already has a team in that particular sport, but will adopt his partner's team. You only see that usually like the woman will flip over and be like, whatever. Like I know a lot of girls in college who at Uvell married uh, Kentucky fans and now are like, I'm only wearing blue. I'm not wearing that. No, oh, uh, you so... can't. Hold you horrible. Horrible. No, I know, but you, okay, please like no. back me up. It only ever happens mm. where the woman will switch over. But this is revolutionary. I'm going to text him and tell him, like, look, this guy was a Virginia Tech fan, but he <laughs> now has another football team because of his wife. He's, he's yes, I think light. that is wonderful <laughs> um, and says a lot about you personally. And it also reminded me to bring it back to the movie. One of the huge green flags that I think just makes me adore Matthew McConaughey in this movie, which is that when she is trying to like cover up the fact that she watched um, game two in the back of the yeah. uh, like vegan restaurant that they're at. Um, she knows, she knows ahead of time that is it Alan Houston? Can't believe you missed it. Okay. Houston. Yeah. I think it's yes, Houston. It's, missed yeah. the shot. Yes. Yeah, so on the top of the key. Spot. And he, yeah. sit, he like looks at her and he's like, he never misses it from the top of the key from his inflection. I know he's not saying this girl, she doesn't know basketball. He's just, he would yeah. say it like that to a friend. And yes, you can back me up yeah. because there's a very, I don't know, like we can just pick up on it. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. not being condescending oh, and 100%. being like, you're a, he's, not, he's not patronizing. He's her. not patronizing yeah. her. Yes. He's literally yeah. just like confused. He's like, what are you, what are you talking about? You're a fan too. Love. Well, you like basketball? Yeah. Name every player. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> Green flag. Green flag. That was very good. Yeah. Man. The, we didn't talk about it, but the bowl of what they're eating at the vegan restaurant, it, there's no way that's a real menu item because the bowl is fucking huge. It's like the big cereal bowl from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And it's just full of like, just, it looks like ground cauliflower. Did she say it was barley? Yeah, it's like, it's like de they're making it look deliberately bad. And I'm just like, yeah. you just, it's like Haley said earlier, they would just order pizza. Like they would, they would do something else. They went to a, Carolyn, you texted me this. They went to a crab restaurant. Like two nights, yeah. two nights prior. He should have been like, didn't we just have crab the other night? Also, that's too, that's another thing where like, not quite to the extent of 
I would make someone miss a game or I would miss a game or something like that. But if that came out of the oven and he made that for me, I'm finding another way to sabotage the evening later because that looked delicious. Like I'm not, he had the, do you see that whole setup? The candles. Perfectly timed the meal coming out. It had the table set. It was romantic as hell. And the game was like, like that is my, that is exactly my dream date. Like that was, that was ideal. And I was just like, I couldn't, I I would have had to abandon this story like 17 times. If Matthew McConaughey is making me like rack of lamb from scratch while also like watching game two of the like NBA playoffs when our team is in it, I'm in love on day two. And I'm calling this. Yeah, off. I did write in my notes that he definitely doesn't cook from how he was holding that, how he was chopping with that knife. Like at that point in his life, he did not cook. <laughs> I was, I was watching that and be like, no, no, you, you have someone, you have someone doing that for you. Sorry about that. Oh, no problem. Journalism calls. Yes, we <laughs> yeah, all. You know. were on the deadline. As, you as just tonight was... left this guy's ball and you had to get a you had to write a piece edit a piece about how i emotionally manipulated him (laughs) you cannot see alex right now but she's in a gorgeous silk uh yellow strap strap um so so she cries the whole time she writes that right like she's she's just a wreck she oscillates between that and rage typing (laughs) yeah all right so best scene so i will say like i I usually keep a running list with this this one being so fresh. I wrote a bunch down and then I was trying to like trim out what I, you know, what I thought was really good. Here is here. I'll just run it down and then I kind of want to just kick it out and you guys walk me through. I, I think the the actual like, I guess the meat cute, but like the bed is set at the bar. Like, I think that scene is really good, but I kind of roll that all the way into her leaving his place. Like that's kind of that whole extended, like the bar, the date the back to his apartment. Um, the, the poker night, like that's like the ultimate, I think was it Alex, you talking about the ick. That's like the ultimate ick. Like that one is just, just goes, goes overboard. Um, what I am calling gaslight therapy with that's when, that's when like Catherine Hahn, it's like, Oh, this woman's going to be really successful for the next 20 years. She's a queen. Um, the Staten Island visit, the bullshit scene, which I, I think is my favorite. And then I would say the gala and then possibly like the bridge reunion. Like those are like the, the, uh, the yin and the yang. Uh, but what are, I ran through those. Or is there a scene that sticks out that I, that I miss that, that would be considered potentially the best? Um, the Carly Simon. You're so vain on stage. Oh, I guess I think he's counting that as, but it's gala. a very so specific gala, part gala, of it. Gala, gala, gala. Here's my, here's my that's argument sure, for it. A, this movie has recently in the past few months become part of the culture again. You know why? Because that sound was used on TikTok and all the youngsters, which is what I'm calling them because I'm very cool. All the youths, all the youths. started using <laughs> the, all the girls say that they be Ben's partner. They didn't even know where it came Vince from, <laughs> which has brought this movie back to relevance despite the fact that it's an anniversary. And so I think that scene alone of them on stage, you know, he, she's singing, he's talk singing at her. I think it's iconic. I think it's the most iconic scene in the movie, honestly. I that love that scene because even though like it's it do, it's not cringy for me at all. I just 
I love it. I laugh every time. Okay. I think it's so true to both of their characters that she would go up there. She'd be like, you know what? I'm going to embarrass him. Like <laughs> he did this, even though it's so bizarre for her to have done it. Um, And her boss is there and, you know, just like, I don't know. I loved that she did that. I love the confused Martin character on the piano. Um, if that's a real, well, is it? Yeah, Marvin, if that's a real Marvin guy, English. I'm so like, sorry. Is a real guy? He's a legend. Okay. <laughs> Throws back. He's mentioned. It's also one of my favorite random mentions in yep. role models where he's they, just, they say that the McLovin character looks like a young Marvin <laughs> and then he always goes fuck that's what I always say who the fuck is Marvin Hamlet yeah yeah <laughs> sorry Martin, I'm like Martin. another generation's TikTok kid <laughs> um but yes anyway I love his expressions I think that uh Ben is funny in it or Matthew McConaughey is funny in it and I love the way they're like saying each other's names and then they're going into like all of the specifics of the things that they've done against each other it's just really good I love that scene I think it's great party like you were walking on to a yacht you had your you had pulled down a real strategically over one eye you had a scarf i think it was apricot strategically yeah, tipped yeah, below yeah. one yeah, eye one eye in the mirror as you make sure you had a real cool <laughs> goodbye goodbye yeah. yeah then all the girls think that they'd be your partner they'd be his partner because he's so vain Tone deaf and drunk is not a good combination. No, you you fooled me. Caroline, I think you're in agreement with me, though. My all-time favorite scene is the bullshit scene, and I'm rolling that over into, like, yes. the motorcycle, and she's in that super cute outfit. Mm, yeah. And, the you know, all curly. Of, yeah. She lets the yes, hair... Yes, the hair... Oh, oh so good. Yeah. She's got great natural hair. And her straight hair she... looks like mm. shit in this movie because we did not manage frizz very well in 2003. No. Like, it, no, it was so frizzy. It's also filmed with like a um like Vaseline lens, which like adds to the and like, it's kind very of fuzzy much a frizz level. 2003. Yeah. Here's my chi straightener with my heat protectant that doesn't work. <laughs> Where like there's really no shape. It's not. It's not totally straight. It's like straight with like a little bit, and it looks bad. But again, it was 2003. Yes, I agree. Is that also so? That also has the two best needle drops of the movie. So it's got the key for like, gonna love somebody, love somebody like you. Yeah, I like love your around. accent. Teaching her how to this scene was- <laughs> hold it off. I love your Australian <laughs> southern. <laughs> when he runs to jump on the back of the motorcycle after it gets a little bit away from her, I'm sorry, that is, is so hot to me. I don't know. And it is incredibly like irresponsible and dangerous on both of their part, both of their parts. But still, yet somehow, I'm just like that is the hottest thing that he does in this whole movie. And even though it's a Duke shirt, it's like he that is probably the best he looks in the whole movie for me. Um, he wears he wears just a beat up t shirt and jeans. He's southern, so yeah, well. so well. Yeah, he's southern. Delightful. Yeah. Can, can we also <laughs> though good... in that outfit, we we mentioned that they they possibly had sex in the bathroom right after that. He has also been covered. With hope. Okay, water. but counter he's, argument. He's got, he's got Tom Cruise, water. Staten Island, Tom Cruise in that friggin' leather jacket and Top Gun when he's all musty and goes to what's her face's house. I saw Top Gun once. And that's all I remember. 
Oh my God. Same. Yeah. I only Dead. saw it this last year. Sweaty. I loved the <laughs> same yeah, with Alex the line where <laughs> I had to like harass yeah, her I'm... into doing it. <laughs> And I'm gonna, if you guys it. did an episode on that, I'm gonna have to it go back so and listen it. to it because that movie <laughs> I thought was gonna be great. It's such a weird the original Top Gun is such a weird thing to have someone experience for the first time when you don't exactly know what to get, what you're going to get, because it's such a like it's a horny movie, but not in the way that you think. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a very like all of the sexual tension exists between all of the <laughs> pilots and the like aviators, and it's a very sweaty movie. It's a very like it's a, shiny. You're right. Movie. <laughs> not quite. Not a, oh, it's yeah, very very. It's not like, quite time to kill. Yeah, it's very very sweaty. <laughs> a lot of a lot of close contact. A lot of a lot of just. Yeah. Kiss That's energy. the most subdued yeah, I've ever seen. already. <laughs> Caroline has never been more subdued than in that moment talking about Top Gun. Yeah, yes, it's a very, it's a very sweaty movie. <laughs> still- well, me, me, her, and Nanny did do a did do a two hour episode talking about this. <laughs> two hour episode. I am on. definitely going back. I was I watched that movie alone. Um, I was house sitting yeah. for somebody who had every possible streaming service. I mean, I went wild that week. Mm, um, that's the dream. And Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Wait, Haley, that one. You should listen to that episode if only to hear them convince me to get Kenny Loggins tickets. (laughs) Did and then I went (laughs) and me and Alex Kirshner went to see Kenny Loggins in concert in DC. I think that's worth it. I think that's a good outcome. It was. I have. And then oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Well, I'm gonna change the subject though. So yeah, go for it. Okay, so here's my issue with the motorcycle scene. And again, not to be so critical of this movie, but we're we should be critical of the things we love the most. Um, so if there's ever a time to have a helmet on your head, it's when somebody does not know how to drive a motorcycle and he takes the helmet off of his head, leaves it, who knows where, looks like an expensive helmet, and then just lets her drive all over. I actually didn't notice when they go back to the house if he's wearing the helmet, but that like continuity wise wouldn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the fact that he's not just like, let's switch helmets. So you've got the official one or I don't know what the <laughs> issue was, but him taking it off. I'm like, you just did this to remind us how hot he is. And yeah, we didn't forget. So should have kept it on. There are no rules in yeah. Staten Island. Yeah. None. <laughs> Everything. No goes brain damage I will say that <laughs> everything is legal. In we, Jersey. We, the actual card game, the actual bullshit game is the uh. most endearing part of the movie like it's great and you yes. can see like she's breaking down she's questioning if she could do this also well she also cheated and yeah i mean she later is like oh your cheaters. mom hugged me when i won sweetie you didn't want oh also if that had happened in my family oh man she's not coming back well that's not true because they would have helped with it but i'm just saying it's like no he'd have been he'd have been salty that's... he also gets there and right away gets handed the nephew with the dirty diaper and it's like sure i'll change him i like, think that's yeah, hot that's but i'm a great uncle <laughs> Green flag. Green flag. <laughs> I'm agreed. I'm old and That's I've had to change a lot of flag, diapers. Yes. Long, long ago. But, uh, no. Uncle Uncle of the Year. I mean, I, I would agree that I think that is that is the best. I think it's the strongest scene. We talked about this a lot on last year's rom-com month. Like what is the moment these couples fall in love? Like there's always in that, in the rom-com, there's always the moment where they don't outright say it, or like, at least we can tell like in, I think we, I think last year we referred to it as the met moment, like the moment when Harry met Sally, when they're the the met and they realize that they, they like each other. Like Sally does not want, Sally wants Harry to tell him to not go, tell her to not go on the date. 
like it's like that and you can tell really hard with with kate hudson's character and then and then with with ben too especially especially in the bathroom but she's yeah, so I think, great i think that's the strong oh she was so, such I mean, a good actress in this movie when she turns it on like when she's there because there's like sabotage andy and then there's normal andy and it's after you have like 45 minutes of her just being horrible to him and then in two seconds, you're like, okay, I'm bought in. Like, I I love them. I want them to be together. Like, I want them to have 40 million yes. children. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Caroline, what are your I thoughts mean... on Kate Hudson? <laughs> I've been so waiting. I I've been waiting for this. Complicated. So I have a complicated relationship with with Kate Hudson, only because two of my least favorite rom coms also feature Kate Hudson, and it's Bride Wars. The so Bride Wars is one of the most Bad. difficult things for me to watch, only surpassed by Something Borrowed, which I thought was just an atrocious movie. And if you haven't seen it, I do not recommend. It just was a lot of really bad people and John Krasinski, who always plays like the same like, oh, I'm this really always nice this boyfriend. guy. Um, not anymore. He's yeah. Yeah. So, but now he's like an action hero and I'm on board with that. Um and so I feel like so many times I've come into stuff where I'm like, because oh, like, like the if you judge her by that and something just... borrowed, then you would have a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, but she's undeniably endearing in this, and I think it's partially as well. I am not anywhere near as confident a person as she is, and I think I get a little bit of jealousy about it. I'm not gonna lie, I think that's part well, of it. I need you to watch but... Almost Famous. Like I just, it, it needs to happen. <laughs> Maybe I, it'll even it out because this well, is because, so good. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I was kind of hoping after we watched this. That like then the next step would be Caroline watching Almost Famous because she hits and also like so. Have you seen Glass Onion? Oh yeah, because she plays a similar. It's the same kind of this like always because she does the high fashion thing so well and she's always the one that looks so always looks put together. I honestly think that she looks better in that gray dress that she's at the bar in than anything else she wears in the movie. Gray is not an easy color. So my no, she looks my mom's wedding dress, dress was gray. It was this adorable like kind of like big shoulders 80s, you know, it was like 85. Um yeah. I have never felt compelled to wear a gray dress cuz I couldn't pull it off. Like that's not even a thing in my mind where I'd be like, "You know what? I should wear gray." I should wear, unless like a gray t-shirt that's different. But like a whole dress of it it takes a lot and she does it very well yeah she looks fantastic and then she's also in uh in plays almost the same character where it's someone with questionable morals <laughs> who is gorgeous and always put together and has this kind of like dark underside in i don't know if anyone else has watched truth be told on apple apple tv which i just found this week last weekend and watched it um it's excellent octavia spencer is a podcaster because just what we need in 20 you know we've reached that point where like the main characters of things are podcasters um and she plays someone who kind of like came into fame by stealing someone else's story and it's kind of like ooh, and so i was like it's this kate hudson character again i need her to get out of this uh but andy andy anderson also benjamin barry and andy anderson are like the cutest names ever but she's this is by far the most endearing that i find her in anything um because i've had a complicated <laughs> i was texting alex about it and i was like <laughs> i don't know how i feel she's always driven me nuts but except for this movie well <laughs> what about she's i'm glad we're working through that <laughs> 
I didn't see fool's gold. So see, that's the thing. Watch like, it soon. Riding the high of their <laughs> chemistry here because it's a, right. Yeah, okay. It's not like a great movie, except you're just like, yes, they're together again. <laughs> Benjamin Barry. And, and, and that they're, they're exes, right? Isn't that yes, the premise? They're getting like, a divorce yeah. and, but he's like a treasure hunter. And so she helps him find the treasure. Cause for some reason they have a big lead now and they're like in helicopter together and it's just so hot. Yeah. And it's it's on HBO Max. So yeah. There we go. Uh Haley, what's the best quote in this movie? Um, I love the pummel your ass. I think that's really good. <laughs> um damn, I don't think I remember or off the top of my head, like have any other ones. What about you guys? Maybe I'll just I'll I love the cab driver at the end being, Hey lady, <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> I just, for some reason, like absolutely love. I like uh, Thomas Lennon saying couples therapy. It'll buy you at least four days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time my wife says she wants to get divorced, I suggest couples therapy. Yeah. Uh, mine is, I don't think I could be with someone who doesn't like animals and thinks I'm a mental person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. Such a good so line. So true, bestie. Yeah. Oh, and Curl the Warrior King. Like, does Princess Sophia want to come oh, out and play? We didn't even play? talk about how brutal that is. <laughs> yeah, her little baby voice I she know. does. Curl. Curl the Warrior oh King. It's, everything she does is adorable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we can skip Mouse Athletic Moment because I think there are zero contenders. But um, Probably something the Kings did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, I guess, all the basketball. I think, actually, all, all the it's the, guy, the movie goer punching him. I mean, he had great form. He... Strong had contact right yeah i think for me or him getting to the concessions and back in before the missing the end of it before yes. she sent him back again incredible sprint that speed yeah um okay lenny harris pinch hitter award for best supporting character this one's wide open because really two people in it too much and other than that it's it's anyone Catherine Hahn. i she was she was the first person i wrote down uh Catherine Hahn. I will say uh, Celia Weston, who plays his mom. That is a one scene wonder type thing. I think she's lovely. Uh, I had Thomas Lennon and Adam Goldberg yeah. together as their, you know, they're kind of a unit. I had Kroll the dog as well. <laughs> um, and then Mrs. DeLauer, who is uh, just really eaten up, just having a, a grand old time. I was going to say the like best time uh, category that you have is she had the best time. She literally loved everything. Oh. This like bajillion dollar necklace left the building and she like owns it or has a stake in it and she's like ha 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 didn't she leave with that very expensive necklace <laughs> and then like is literally groping matthew mcconaughey and is it featured in a commercial that doesn't make sense because when you're like a diamond billionaire you don't put yourself in commercials you don't put your like 70 year old wife in commercials you yeah. should that doesn't usually happen. <laughs> I was also making some pretty significant assumptions about the Delowers and like a diamond fortune. There, there's just zero chance that you came about that ethically. There's just no chance they're good people. <laughs> yeah, like zero zero percent. They are. They're both. Horrendous. I mean, both of them were actively hitting on the main character. Yes. Yeah. Not. Not good. Is there is there an argument for anyone else but Catherine Hahn? In, in the Lenny Harris guy, because like it, in the the therapy scene, she is flawless. She is incredible. Ooh. <laughs> we haven't had. Oh sex. no, Ben has a little bit of problem. Oh. I don't have a problem. 
Yes, you do. No, I do not yeah. have a problem. It's a big problem. I do not have you a have problem. You have a problem. Look, 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 wait a minute. The, the one night that we even thought about getting close to having sex, all right, she up and decides she's going to nickname my... Penis. Yeah. Princess Sophia. Huh? You want to talk about shooting a man's horse? Wah! I thought Come on. it was a beautiful name. Mm, I hmm. see, Benjamin. And when was it that you first realized that you were attracted to other men? Oh, what? That's serious. I just think she's so, I'm obsessed with her. Her and Judy Greer are like my two favorite um like sidekicks. Again, this goes into my love for 27 dresses. I think Judy Greer is absolutely flawless in that movie. Um but I think both um I think Catherine Hans and I think 100% I'm being swayed by the fact that Catherine Hans definitely having had is actively having a moment um and she was so great in wandavision <laughs> um but it's for me it's no not even a debate Catherine Hahn for me she's such a power she just elevates everything she's in like her um her like running bid in parks and rec was one of my favorites is like the political strategist yes. like she's just she's fantastic love her so much okay this is this is a heated hot category the Peter Gallagher Award for the hottest person in this movie. Kate Hudson. Never have we had so many contenders. It, it, so many. Hudson. You mean two? <laughs> well, we got two. <laughs> like, we had two. Like, Alex is like, it's Kate Hudson. I'm like, it's McConaughey. <laughs> but it's not because I think, like, she's not as hot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I just think her confidence in it is yeah. so, and like her kind of like reckless abandon of not giving a fuck if she d- misses out on dating this guy. I, it's just so hot to me that the dresses hit like this is yeah. her clothes. Her clothes are it was okay. So better. I was a teenager like, when I saw it the first time. Like I will never forget it because I was like, oh, I can just have small boobs and it's still okay. Like she really transformed the way i think about my body and so i was like yeah she's she's great she's super hot and i watched it was like i can (laughs) (laughs) like the yellow dress was like that will never ever ever be something i was like backless bra technology (laughs) will never get to the point in which i can wear true true cater i guess that's specifically catered to some people but yes it was you know but she still, yeah, she, yes. She, and she just didn't give a fuck. Like, didn't wear a bra I ever. Just... I was, I don't know exactly what was going on in 2003. Like, if that was yeah. happening. But, um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was so incredible. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I think it's like a mix of um, idolizing and being a teenager, probably not understanding the full scope of my sexuality. But she definitely provided some awakening, so... Shout out to Kate Hudson. She's going to be the Shout hottest in this Hudson. movie for me. <laughs> yeah. It's that's a it's a very very good looking leading <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, that's in in terms of like rom-com, that's that's top top tier. It's hard to think of a hotter rom-com couple at the top than those. Right, two. 100% because when you think about what worked in the old like older rom-coms that we were talking about the section that was before this um you didn't necessarily have you had to be cutesy you had to be cutesy Mm -hmm. you had to have good chemistry i'm talking meg ryan and everybody meg ryan and tom hanks specifically for me but i wouldn't clap like yes they're extremely good looking but i don't think i'd ever go hot 
with them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe in some of the more, the newer ones, George, the one that just came out, you're referencing George Clooney and um, Julie, course, Roberts, Julie Roberts. Yeah. Still got very, it. Very, very attractive. people. Yeah. Um, but yes, I would say that this has to go to the top, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, Along it's with up Brad there. and Angelina. Um, got, Gosling, yeah, oh, Mr. So and Mrs. Smith is just like iconic. the hottest. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're literally watching a marriage. Well, yeah, yeah. When you is that it wrong? that way? Like, because it, well, I mean, and, and I just say that in like, there's no way anyone watched that and we're like, oh yeah, they're not. They were, they were pretty it. hot. They were they were the Good two Lord hottest people on the planet. But like this time. thing coming um, out soon with yes. Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. Even on the red carpet, they look bored with each other. Like, there's, I'm gonna watch it because, of course, but in no world am I gonna be like, I wanna see them fuck. In no world. What about her and Josh Lucas, though? I would watch Josh one of the hot. I need to watch my mouth. (laughs) I would watch Josh Lucas do a lot of. Wait, who's Josh Lucas? I'm really bad. He was the. And he was in that Disney basketball movie. What was it called? Glory. Yes. Not yet covered on this pod. One day. <laughs> Those are the two yep. things that he's known he's, for. Uh, he's a massive dick in Ford vs. Ferrari. And he's he's like the voice of Home Depot, mm. right? I think so. Yeah. Man, I bet that's such a good Anyway, gig. he's hot. I bet that's just, yeah. He's glad yeah. we got that. Uh, Gosling and McAdams. Oh Gosling and McAdams. Gosling and Stone. Uh. Um, also, I don't know what movie it was for, but if we're talking red carpet chemistry, and I know they're not even like they're they're each married, but Oscar well, yeah. Isaac oh. and Jessica Chastain, like I <sighs> give yeah. me a cigarette. Garfield, no, Garfield and Stone <laughs> is another <laughs> one. Garfield and Stone. Yeah. Yes, and now recently Garfield and the Chicken Shop date. Oh yeah, the, yeah, Love. their red carpet stuff is amazing. It is. I I go back to like. <laughs> If we're ranking it on people that we just want to see kiss each other, it's still Angelina Jolie and Brad. <laughs> yeah. Even though I was like, wait, do we see say rom com specifically? Because I don't isn't would you put that in more action? I mean, it is funny and it is romantic. I would put it in action, yeah. I think, but like oh, yeah, the action. culture at the time, because yeah. we knew it was going on, we made it in our heads into a rom com. I think that's what we're Yeah. Like. I kind of had that thought during the sexiest moments of this when they were just like making eye contact i was like hmm, i wonder if anything happened but with mr and mrs smith like even when we didn't know we knew they're like you said mm-hmm. there's yeah. no way they they couldn't have like yeah not condoning cheating i'll say also chemistry chemistry wise both on screen and then in seemingly i think they are friends off screen but you know, your girl's a big Glenn Powell. I was, Zoe I was about to say we can't move they on from are... this without saying Glenn Powell and Zoe Deutsch. Because it's so, it's yeah. so good. And someone shared shared a clip that was like a montage thing of them from like promoting the film. Oh, it was in, it was quote tweeting the Ashton Kutcher um, pictures with with uh, Reese Witherspoon, where they're standing like they're yeah. waiting for a parent teacher conference to start. <laughs> And someone was like, this is the, you know, gold standard. And I watched that and I was like, I feel <laughs> feeling things. This is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> it They're works. Great. It works. They're great. Caroline, the Keith Morrison Award for what would be the Dateline <laughs> episode from this movie. <laughs> um, sh- they kill each other so- for revenge. Like one of them kills <laughs> yeah. the other. Yeah, 100%. This is uh, Barry thought he was... 
met a nice woman at a bar in New York City. Instead, he found himself on a journey from But Andy. As journalist Andy, Andy Anderson changed in an instant this week on Dateline. Andy Anderson Uh, wanted to write about politics, but instead... That's she wrote terrifying. about murder. Became a story herself. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah, where it's like she thought she was writing the story, but she turned out <laughs> yeah. she was the subject. And it's like somehow, then Benjamin found out she had gotten a hold of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Things went south. I could like she wasn't a whole podcast of you just doing that. Honestly, a hundred percent. Just write the script. I really want that. We, yeah, we're oh, we're never getting rid of that category. Ah. We also we did not talk about the photo album as the thing. Like I don't think we mentioned oh my the photo God. album. Once, I was going to bring is, that up. That is the thing that when the cops show up, they find that. So when he's been missing for a few days, and they like search her place, he's like, then the cops came across, <laughs> and then the police came across something that was. Terrifying. <laughs> she had you know, created a photo book after just <laughs> days of dating, somehow getting her hands on baby photos of both. What yeah, was the end goal? I enjoyed the, the photo better. album because they're clearly throwback pictures that are real, which I don't think always happens in movies. Yeah. You know, you'll see like it's not <laughs> just, always possible, like a married couple yes. and this yeah. is them younger, but it was cool to see Matthew McConaughey's. Our kids are very. very That's actually probably in contention for best line. I forgot about this. Are yeah. very attractive. <laughs> the way he's attractive. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, roster moves. Uh, Haley, I don't think we didn't do this last time on the show. Which character would you replace with Airbud? The dog. <laughs> 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 that's now also a great quote from this episode. the dog Airbud the dog so are you saying replace curl the dog or were you asking about Air no Bud i was the dog? asking if you were talking <laughs> yeah. about yep okay. which which usually which human character would you replace with Airbud? i'm gonna say um because she is the most puppy like in this movie the woman pitching the stories that ends everything with a beat because I think that she is very golden retriever like. Scary, yeah. but upbeat. I do like her. She's pretty good. Um, what if it's like Latrell Sprewell? <laughs> Put Airbud right back in his jersey. <laughs> Just Airbud right back in it. Yeah, right in his element. That's really good. Yeah, that's that should be it. What if Airbud is the musician uh, whose name I'm forgetting at the end, but he's just like sitting at the piano and they're singing your Mar- Martin and or Martin yeah. Hamlet. And they're just, they're singing you're so vain and Airbud's just kind of looking up. Like, I just want to play my song. Okay. I know it has to be a human, but I'm going to say the necklace. <laughs> She's just wearing Airbud. Just the dog give me the dog the back. And... Like the Jonathan Majors. And everyone's looking at her. The dog is just elegantly. Or the dress. Look. Whatever. I think either would be hilarious. And we're looking for the funniest Honestly, uh, Lennon would be hilarious too. Well, because. Of the two of them. Because you'd have Tony and then you'd also have Thomas Lennon's character. They're like this tandem. Air Bud the actor. The suggesting. The suggesting. (laughs) Air Bud Bud barking the line every time my wife suggests we get a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) I suggest couples therapy. Uh, Yes. um, The big chill. Rom-coms can have a big chill. They can. I would say that when Harry met Sally, the New Year's, I would feel like that's a big chill moment. 
the pizza and set oh, it up. The big pizza chill. And set it up. It's a great big chill moment. Do, yeah. Does this one? <laughs> it's the only the only moment would be like the bridge, and I don't. We didn't really talk about this. Uh, I don't know. No, the bathroom. The bathroom. Yeah. yeah. I think the bathroom when they realize that they actually like truly have feelings for each other because they both stop bullshitting each other for more than 30 seconds mm, feels like home. Oh, <laughs> I, I we can't we can't finish the show without I, I have on my notes in all caps gin blossoms when he realizes that he wants to go find Andy <laughs> Anywhere you go, it's gin blossoms you down. excellent needle drop gin at the end rule. weirdly also, out of place though was an answer on Jeopardy tonight I watched Jeopardy oh. immediately Gym after. Bosses? Yeah, they were. T- they asked what the they asked about the song specifically, and yeah, I screamed it at the TV, oh. having just <laughs> heard it. Fantastic, <laughs> love that. Was the was the clue like this is the song that we used <laughs> when? No, I wish. <laughs> I don't Benjamin remember. Barry is chasing now. Wish I did. There's the Jim Blossoms get referenced in Ted Lasso too, um, when Beard and Beard it's and their Ted best are at, song. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. So good. So good. And yes. Mark, uh, Mark mentioning Ted Lasso off on the show, too. Um, <laughs> last category, <laughs> before more restore, prequel, sequel, or remake? We don't not, get a lot of rom-com sequels. Not remake. I would be no, pissed. This is perfect. Oh, this would no. be one they'll do, though. I would, I would. Don't you think Netflix will do I'd this? I'd be okay with it if they or, reverse the gender roles. Like How to Lose a Girl in 10 Days, and we finally put it on the guy doing all the ick stuff. Because truly, I, that's actually a good point. That was one of my um, problems with this movie was a lot of the things that women actually do that I guess actually scare, quote unquote, scare guys away, or just make them more distant are totally appropriate things to do. Yeah. And the onus of like freaking out or doing too much is actually on the guy. So um, it would have made way more sense to have that article in reverse. But, you know, 2000s pretty sexist so (laughs) but no i agree that'd be otherwise yeah and i'd say otherwise this is two back-to-back rom-coms we've done that i thought aged Mm -hmm. relatively well Mm -hmm. considering like from you know we've done one that's now 20 years old one's 15 years old and like didn't have there's still there was always going to be some of the sexist or that type of problematic quote-unquote um but nothing there were no like heinous homophobic jokes or anything like that so it's just like yay <laughs> a movie i can still yes, wholeheartedly so love, true. Even with it's like even with its plot line flaws but um these are always so hard for me kyle there's so few that i like actually want them to touch yeah, again that we it's... do unless it's like vision quest and you could actually make a good movie out of the shambles that you gave me um not that was you, one but... of the first ones that i think we were like yeah this is a remake like th- this if yeah this is a netflix sure waiting i'm surprised this hasn't been remade like in a netflix like in a high school like um like like a high school scenario or something and it's just like low budget it's on there you're gonna watch it over the weekend like how is Noah that's Centineo exactly who i was saying i couldn't, not I couldn't no but this name. exists in a high school format the the exact wagers are not yeah. real but this exists where like you're pretending a relationship or you're tricking a girl or she's all that like i'm not gonna let her know that this is part of my whatever or even uh 27 dresses I 27 dresses absolutely and- copies this he tricks her and makes her think that it's just about the sister's wedding, and he's writing a story. Oh, about there's it a lot of time. tricking in yeah. rom coms. Mm-hmm. Good lord, yeah, a lot of <laughs> people are manipulative. 
I mean, I was thinking about Easy A too. One of my other favorites. Like that's all based on a lie too. <laughs> my whole life. Like... You've got you've got mail is the ultimate deception. Oh, lie. Oh, so true. Yeah. Sleepless yeah. in Seattle. She she's yeah. a stalker. Yeah. So Sleepless Love, in Seattle is the one that but... I just don't get. Like I, it doesn't it doesn't do it it doesn't do it for me as hmm. much. Have you ever seen the movie? Um... Oh shit! Um, while you were sleeping, <laughs> oh, yeah. while you were sleeping is the weirdest format. I love it so much. Join us next <laughs> week on Big Screen Sports. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about this that movie. It has been. It's one of those movies that, like, for some reason was my. Oh, man, I'm so, but yeah, hundred percent based on a gigantic lie. Wow, right. everything I love. Welcome is based to on the a club. Lie. Yeah, this is this is where we're going yeah. with this. So we'll we'll have to unpack that at some point. What the most honest rom com is? Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail. I don't. You guys probably know this, but you know they're both have roots slash are based in other things, right? You've Got Mail. Um, I think was actually originally a Hungarian play, and then it was a movie the shop around the corner that i just googled because i can never remember Mm -hmm. the and those are both like (laughs) i mean they're great but the entire time you're like this is very deceptive and a little bit weird but mostly romantic um sleepless in seattle is not based on the movie i can't think of it my aunt loves it the one who taught alan houston um but, shout out to that high school. Yes, yeah, shout out to that high school. <laughs> Ballard. But it's Ballard. a movie that they watch in Sleepless in Seattle. Um, it's the um, where he meets her. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah. Yeah. Yes. No. Watch that one, Kyle, and then let me know if you're still. Because they play, they play homage, homage, homage to it. Sorry, it's late. And uh, yeah, it's just cute. Maybe it might be more endearing to you. Is it still held together by like the stick glue not even like regular glue yeah the premise is a little bit strange she it's loosely just (laughs) doing with like a really old an old glue stick from like third grade that's in the back of the cabinet they're like this whole the sleepless in seattle thing the thing is the scene where i can't remember is the son's name charlie or is that from the santa claus probably Every, every kid was Charlie back then. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but when he's calling into the radio station and then when Tom Hanks gets in the phone and starts, starts talking about his wife and it's like, that is one of the most beautiful scenes and pieces of writing in, in any rom-com. It is just like, it is romance personified. I just like, how are you guys a couple at the end of this? Because don't, you don't really know each other. It's Meg know. Ryan. She's gorgeous. It, and also yeah. is so like, I would love to hang out with Meg Ryan. If I could pick a personality, oh. it'd be Meg Ryan's personality in rom-coms. Um, Sally but... is the the goat. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was <laughs> waiting on Caroline to make like, another <laughs> Top Gun reference. <laughs> 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 yeah. She's shocking. She's been She's I was <laughs> shocked when I saw her on the screen. He loved flying with you, Mav. He loved flying with you. Oh, man. <laughs> it's the best. Now I'm just racking my brain for a rom-com that doesn't involve deception. And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to like sit in the dark for a while tonight. Jonah was like, his name. With this fact. I um sorry not to prolong this again, but I just watched a rom-com that deals heavily in deception because my friend wanted to rewatch it 
it i can't remember the name it has dane cook in it and he's like the most vile human oh, oh my best friend's girl yes. which is actually yes. like kind of dig it like it's terrible <gasps> no <laughs> uh, Kyle. But, i mean he's he's a mo- he is a monster i haven't seen that movie since i think i was in college i'm sure it's aged it's horribly. really bad like talk about aging badly that one was horrible what is dane it? cook in general has aged bad yeah <laughs> i think mean? he's mm-hmm. i think he's dating like a 20 year old he's he so. married, married. A, uh, he married a woman that he met at like when she was like 14 is that correct and then they waited until she was 18 and he did then they dated instantly it was one of those don't do the math situations when they announced their engagement type thing i think he's also weird for other reasons i don't know i think he's he's always kind of bizarre yeah anyway don't rewatch that i will say the only thing that i still overly laugh out of of his is his description of taking your car to the car dealer or to the like shop when they're like just making up stuff and you don't know what they're talking about. And he's like, there's unicorns shitting in the filters, just poking holes and shitting. And I was like, that actually is something every time I take my car in, I feel like that because they'll tell me things. And I'm like, is it not supposed to be doing that? I'm, yeah, I, I, I get this I get worked every time I take my car for the which it's like I'm like I'm an adult and I I want to call my dad and like ask if this is they, real. I mean they look deep into my soul and it's just like I'm gonna fucking take you for everything you're worth and I'm just like here here's all my money. Like, They're like Matthew McConaughey. They can they can tell if you're uh they can read you. Yeah, it's, it's all about, about reading people. people. Thank you. That's exactly exactly it. I do love that the um where that conversation where the brothers behind him and like the mom says the thing it's like it's because like the pure of heart and he goes bullshit <laughs> like in the back that again that so whole good. scene is flawless it's my also that's a super fun card game that like I haven't played it in ages but it's a great oh, yeah. party card game fantastic fantastic it's a ton of y'all fun. this was great you just like I knew you would be the the best best folks to get on for this movie um very glad that everyone returned it was Haley, it was great to have you back after after uh a couple months i think i can't even remember time time is a flat circle uh where can the folks follow you or also 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 mcconaughey McConaughey. uh (laughs) check out anything you're up to or anything you want them to check out uh you can follow me on twitter Haley or something but i don't i don't tweet that much anymore um because I don't have You're to. the only smart person <laughs> no. in this Zoom. <laughs> hey, I don't do much anymore either. I've really reduced It's my... nice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I yeah. Caroline, Caroline, where can the people follow you? You can find me at CW Darney on Twitter. I will probably be talking about The Bachelor or watching one of the Oscar nominee best pictures or yelling about The Last of Us, which was what I did yesterday 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 great show if you haven't watched it do it just for episode three because i saw all of the people talking about how great episode three was and i was like i'm sure it's good but there's no way it's gonna live up to it and then it's one of the best episodes of television if not the best not sure i can emotionally handle it uh i am still not emotionally recovered so alex where can the people follow (laughs) you wherever (laughs) i'm gonna get more vague every (laughs) week um you can follow me on most things that alex mcdaniel um i'm not really doing a lot on social anymore so it's not very interesting but if you want to do that that's totally fine with me um or you can check out all the cool stuff we're doing at for the win ftw.usatoday.com I was going to say, you can read her politics pieces in Composure Magazine um, <laughs> weekly. 
Uh, if you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports and you're enjoying Rom-Com Month, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Join the Patreon if you want to support the show. And we will be back in a week. Thanks for listening.